Peace. What's up, guys, and welcome to Hot Takes. It is I, your host, Young Shiro, along with my dear colleague, Skeleton Lipstick. Hello. Hi, guys. Thanks for inviting us into your home. Yes, thank you so much for everyone who's tuned in this far. Invite your friends, post about us on social media, and of course, let us know if anybody's audio is panning left or right, if anybody's too loud or too quiet, uh, or if uh, the music is too loud or too quiet. I am told that we are streaming at 720p, so apologies to anyone who can't tune in at 720p. Don't know how to fix that, what's new, but we're just glad you guys are here, and we've got a very special guest that has agreed to join us tonight, Mr. Dan Mason. The saddest man in Vaporwave. We're going to start off with some recommendations courtesy of moi. I've got three good ones for you guys. Uh, first one I want to roll out is actually a, a little bit of a classic. 2014 Vapor Trap album by Blank Body. Side Project Bean, B-I-N-E. May not be pronouncing that correctly. Blank Body uh, had an album he released in 2014 called Things Will Be Better From Now On. Very icy, very cold, very uh, bass and sub-bass heavy Link in the chat for anybody that's a fan of Vapor Trap like Blank Banshee, Sub Eris, and of course our good friend Vape Error. Check out Blank Bodies. Things will be better from now on. Rolling on into some classic and late night lo-fi esque vapor. Uh, any fans of late night lo-fi, I'm sure, are fans of Bodyline. Bodyline's been around for a long time, has released great. on many albums to great critical acclaim, including our own luxury elites, Fortune 500. Uh, Photogenica is the album I want to name drop tonight. Uh, known, of course, for just a generally, in my opinion, uniform vibe. Just a great, chill evening uh, vibe. Um, great, uh, great uniform sound throughout in Photogenica by Bodyline. And speaking of body, I want to name drop, as per usual, a vapor adjacent artist and release, Body Son. A lo-fi house-esque vapor-adjacent artist, kind of along the lines of uh, Pacific Coliseum, Akasha System, uh, and a couple others. The Benedek, maybe. Uh, Body Sons Reborn While Shopping. Actually kind of reminds me of Heathered Pearls for anybody that's a fan of uh, Ghostly International or Tycho's ISO 50 blog. Uh, Jacob's Project Heathered Pearls uh, has done everything from ambient to lo-fi house-esque releases and body sons reborn while shopping is definitely a danceable but very chill entry in that uh that type of uh, vibe so i recommend those three to anybody that's looking to expand their musical palette before we lead in with skelly's hot one i want to just let everybody know we have introduced a new feature to the hot takes broadcast uh a paypal donation link if you are on mobile or on desktop you can go down below the, uh, the video and hit the about section and you'll see three links. Follow Skelly, follow Shiro, and donate to help us out. Um, donations are entirely optional, but very much appreciated. All donations go straight into my PayPal, but go straight to uh, setting up uh, new technology for the stream, uh, commissioning artists, uh, paying our friends for helping us out with this beautiful labor of love that Chris and I have put together. So if you feel so led, Absolutely no pressure, but if you want to donate a little something uh, to support the Hot Takes family, uh, hit that PayPal donation link. Uh, email address should read loseitbonkers at hotmail.com, just so you don't think you're just sending money to nobody. Um, and we don't have a way to shout them out on stream. Unfortunately, don't have that integrated yet. It's coming. 
And uh, with that being said, we thank you in advance for any generous donations. And I'm going to give the floor to my colleague, Dr. Chris. Oh, hi, guys. How are we doing today? Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Hot take. So let me think about that for a second. So I was listening to um, the most recent episode of SlimeWire, where they were interviewing our dear friend and previous guest, Jean, Jean, Jean Zobelli, a.k.a. Christ, uh, and a.k.a. uh, Excellent episode. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. Um, I'll post a link for it later. But anyway... It's a concept. It's a it's a thing that comes up a lot with with John and I've heard it before on the SlimeWire podcast, and I've thought about it a lot myself as well. Which is, uh, you know, what is really the state of vaporwave? You know, John is always saying, "Hey, man, it's dead, it's dying, or it's this, or it's that, or um, it had its time, or it's past its 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 halcyon days." At this point, well, what does that really it's mean? Hot, right? I think about that a lot too. Like, you know, it's really it's really difficult to say. You know, because I can specifically, particularly, you know, speaking as someone who's been around for a very long time in this little world, um, you know, the peaks and ebbs are so ambiguous, you know what I mean? And I think that it's really difficult for me to, I can understand where people are coming from. And I can see where they could say, how you can say that, because it's, it's hard to, you know, you always have to remember that every movement does have its time and does have its place and can't last forever. But vaporwave is, is a very True. interesting thing because whereas other movements are extremely codified by the type of people that get involved with it and the people who usually get involved in this particular uh, movement kind of all fit in with each other specifically in a way of dressing, in a way of talking, in a way of behaving. And I don't know, vaporwave is so different than that in that everybody who's come together in it usually has an extremely different background. You know what I mean? The bar yeah. of entry is so different with this sort of world than it is with other ones because it's just people sort of end up in vaporwave after experiencing multiple other scenes prior. So, you know, it's really difficult to say. Um, and I understand that young kids come up and they're listening to new things and they're starting new movements, but it's just, I don't know, man, I hate to always compare it to punk all the time or other like longer lasting, uh, longer lasting things that are kind of paradigms rather than actual movements or, or scenes or, or whatever. I mean, movement, I guess, is a good word for it, though, once again. But, you know, yeah. other things are actual scenes. It's just that, you know, I don't know, man. There's like, it's, it's more of like an attitude. It's more of an idea. And it's it's also the sort of thing that it doesn't require if, at, at its most basic echo jam level doesn't require a lot of musical knowledge or pressure to engage in. You know what I mean? Every other musical genre or movement seems to always require something. You know what I mean? And some like True. something to do, something to really learn extremely well before you can make it. I mean, whether that be an instrumental form of music or an electronic form of music. I mean, with Vaporwave, if you want to get involved, you sort of just kind of involve yourself in it you involve yourself in either a reddit or a twitch or a whatever and then you kind of get the cheapest free audio software possible if you want and you find a song that touches you or moves you and you say what part of that song really speaks to me let me stretch it out let me play around with effects on it and let me do that several times and now all of a sudden you like you have like a musical output for the album and you're like oh you know i I think i just i think i just made a very like you know the most basic form of vaporwave album right and now uh let me figure out a way to express it visually with a cover and boom you're done now you're in you know what i mean it was the same way with punk it's like well i don't know if i let me i get this cheap guitar that was like 25 bucks if i trace three like power chords a few times and say put some lyrics that mean something to me great now i'm in punk 
You can't do that with any other genre. You know what I mean? And the other thing about Vaporwave is it's not limited to just that. It, since it's just like it involves so many people with so many different musical ideas, like it doesn't just involve that. Like now you like you're like, well, do I have to do this forever? It's like, no, you don't. I mean, look right. at our guest tonight coming on in a moment, right? Motherfucking Dan Mason. How many different times has he switched his styles up, right? How Absolutely. many times has Dan been interested in something, whether that was from his past or whether something that he's, you know, like a genre from his past, you know what I mean? Or 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 music that he that just is interesting to him, or how many times has he made like different types of albums in this in this in this world, you know what I mean? And provide it for the audience in this scene, right? So that's the other thing about this genre is it's like it's like if you deviate from the expected initial concept of what it means you're not punished and excommunicated from it right. or said that you're not it or unless you're extreme purist that you're not it anymore you know what i mean you just like you know not not many other one, genres allow that room for growth and have an audience that that's open that is so it's open almost embrace deviation from the stereotypical sound. correct yeah. but you can totally say vaporwave is dead if you want to because maybe you have one idea of maybe what it is or maybe you're looking at specific things the other thing i noticed too is a lot of people who are specifically say vaporwave is dead and trust me i say it too you know what i mean sometimes in my right. i think it too a lot too right I, I get it i totally get it and i see why people would say that because the thing is also if you're on the internet and you're more of a cutting edge person and you're looking at things all the time here in this space on the internet right and not even just in like small internet, not even just in like the bigger internet space, but like you're in vaporwave and you've been in vaporwave for a long time and you're mostly looking at, at what's going on every step of the way, every second by second. You have to remember that you're ahead of the curve. Like right. you think it's dead and that's because you're ahead of the curve because you're so involved in it and you're so deep into it that you can, you know so much about it that like, of course you think it's dead because you know so much, you're, you love it mm -hmm. so much, you're so passionate about it probably that you can see like, you can remember your favorite time in it and you can remember a lot of your artists maybe from like 2013 or 12 or 2014 or 2016, you can remember that time period, you can remember all the artists that are no longer around from that time period. And they might be artists you really love and you can see that they're out of it now. And that that will think, make you think it's dead. And I did kind of think that too, in like yeah. 2014 I kind of thought that, you know what I mean? But I do terminally chill now, right? Which is like this sort of weird way of translating it into a medium that doesn't even, that wouldn't even make sense initially, right away, when you think about it at first, uh, you know, into a dance party medium, right? And I have a lot of people that are, that come to these parties, yes? And the thing is that that's like, some of that is like, their idea of what Vaporwave is, is like very new. You know, they don't know yeah, man. that it's going on for so long. They don't know that we called it alive and dead several times at this point. Uh, you know, they don't know that. They have no... Yeah, you man. have to understand that like, when, when music genres do do their little, like, thing, right? It takes a long time before they penetrate to into the into a more... Uh, into a bigger audience, a bigger demographic. You know what I mean? And particularly, like, a dance party world or, like, a live world. Like, by the time the artists kind of penetrate into that world, you know, it, it, it's... The, the people who are the purists, the people who are really into it, are the ones are have already, like, three years ago said it's over. But, yeah. <laughs> like, with, like, the... But like the general population doesn't know that. You know, like they don't it's know so what the people who are fun and interesting you know, they don't to get know the perspective what the, what the of nerds newcomers. Like us think, you know what I mean? They don't know what the nerds like us think. You know what I mean? Like I've said it's been dead so many times, and then said uh, and then changed my mind about it so many times. Like, yeah, but that's just because I'm so here all the time. You know what I mean? But the people who aren't right. here all the time are like, 
oh, look at this new vaporwave thing. I'm like, bitches, like, it's not that new, man. We've been right. doing it for a long, over a fucking decade, dude. We've, like, man, called it dead I love so many how... times. Like, you don't even know. But the right. things catch up to the other places later. So, I don't know. What do you guys think? Is I want to know what dead? the chat thinks, too. Um, Sound off is in the it chat. Dead? Is it done? I, I, one thing I will say, Chris, in reply before we bring on Dan is um, I love how the recession starting in, of course, 2008 just kind of brought yeah. people back to their laptops. No disrespect to yeah. guitar work. I mean, guitars are fucking awesome. Um, but no, I mean, I'm right. sure you remember right. at least reading in the you're 80s right. when people like, um, you know, Thomas Dolby, uh, you know, started oh, making yeah. uh, electronic music as, um, you know, synthesizer scores for films. People apparently in the industry hated it they were they were angry that they weren't using orchestras and, and huge arrangements uh they thought that the mm. synth was cheapening everything but but i mean we look back on that nostalgically um and and it's just lowered the barrier of entry in my opinion in a really good way uh it's a working classes type of electronic music you know mm. yeah just Damn. personal opinion um it's 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 could be anybody's almost you know what i mean it, that's the whole thing right too it's like it's it's open to everybody and, and what for you know and particularly yeah it is open to working class it, and i think it's, it's great yeah perfect i think uh you can say the same about punk when it started yeah true 110 stop doing that uh comparison all the time <laughs> well you know it's, it's uh, just it's so the same with like do it you know dj music obvious which is the most obvious parallel you know what i mean right um, or like early like rap okay. albums, they would like loop oh, a, yeah. a record or something. You know, uh, that's, that's a lot of um, that's another parallel you can make it to. Is yeah, you know, a lot music, of audio right? equipment was just kind and of boosted. You know, many times people probably said hip hop is dead. And you know, many times people probably have said hip hop is dead. Like the old yeah, people true. who first got started in it, you, you like they're sure they must be like, I don't know what this new stuff is. It's certainly not hip hop. Hip hop is when I had my boom box in the Bronx and we had parties outside right. and we get-togethers and we rapped over top of the records we were playing. And he's like, and I don't think anything else after that is even yeah. hip-hop. If you change It'll it be like, a little dead. bit, it's not hip-hop, it's dead. They're going to say it's, I mean, you know. But I don't I, know. I the, guess on it's the other, to on the find other out. Hand, you know, but then on the other hand, you know, every generation does want their own thing, but I don't know, man. It's, it's hard to say. It's so difficult. It's in a constant state of flux in the best possible way. I think it's time to find yeah. out what Dan Mason thinks Vaporwave Let's is dead. Let's bring on Dan. Let's bring him on. Let's go ahead and take yeah, the static down. Go ahead and unmute yourself, sir. Welcome to the show, Dan Mason. <laughs> oh, background is still up. Oh, guys, technical difficulties. Just kidding. No, we got him. Welcome to the show, Dan. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Howdy, howdy. We got some very howdy. cool people in chat. Want to say hello to Data Girl, Disco Holic. Lagging Luke. Lagging Pants, nice of you to finally join us. Chief Leaf, Luxury Elite, Zavi, and some other lovely people. Soft Replicas in here. Torch, Groovy Kaiju, Quiz just Luke. jumped in. What's up, Quiz? Um, we want to know, do you think Vaporwave is dead, sir? Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> so when I think people say Vaporwave is dead, I think what they're usually thinking about, and I think you were kind of bringing this up, is the style of like classic style vaporwave, you know, just the slow it down, reverb it kind of echo jammy kind of things going on. That era, I think there's less of that going on, but that's still happening. There's still people that right. are doing that kind of style nowadays, which I'm so happy to see. True. But is it dying? I think it's it's not really like a genre dying kind of thing. It's more a 
people are trying new things in the genre. This genre has always been, like you were saying earlier, so pro to experimenting and trying things out that it's it's not going to sound the same every year. Even it's gonna right. it's gonna change here and there. Mm. There's gonna be a new style. I mean, right now, is vaporwave dying? Like, just even like saying that. Like, I'm looking at the front page of Bandcamp right now. You got Macro Blank right there on the front page True. with Bar oh, wow. doing, uh, doing barber, barber beats. beats. And yeah. they, and they have vaporwave you, right there. You can't the you can't get any more specific vaporwave than a lot of the barber beat stuff in my opinion. Yeah. Like, that is like pretty straight up vaporwave. It's like, it's controversial. Yeah, it's vaporwave. Well, yeah. I don't know. Is it controversial? Why should it be controversial? Yeah, some people like it, some it's people hate so, it. They're being very silly if they don't like it. It's very it's so vaporwave. <laughs> like it's it straight is. vaporwave. I'm I'm gonna say, I just I'm I I just the name is kind of i don't like when an uh, when a name of a genre is based on some one artist's name that's just a oh yeah true thing of mine yeah that's my only problem with bar beats it threw me off i thought it was either uh, like I, I think i made a post about it saying i thought they were talking about like barbary coast beats oh like, barbary coast pirate, like i would have thought like, of like a quartet shit. like a barber that was the other quartet. thing and then i was like oh wait they're saying barber like get, get a little snip of the old uh get, get the uh, get no the, they're talking about that elephant from children's books babar beats and oh, I should have known. But I uh, thought it was like I was like I was like thinking like oh it's it, is it like slow down Cortez and then of course I finally like hopped in listened to it listened to Macro Blank, and I was like oh oh it's like lo-fi <laughs> like vapor stuff okay yeah, like like chill chill out and like IDM kind of sort of it's, it's it's not like it's, it's not like big. the newest thing ever oh, but I was like oh cool they have, they have a name a to idea. it I'm I'm like I don't care I make vaporwave 2 vaporwave 2 is literally just like vaporwave 2 pop and, and dream wave there are some pretty big dedicated hypnagogic pop fans I mean yeah. I don't think you would be hard pressed to you know find anybody that would absolutely love a return a second wave if you will of hypnagogic pop mm-hmm. I mean some of 18 karat affairs recent output kind of rides that mm-hmm. line I'm here for it. I, I I was always a big fan of like the older stuff. For sure. Yeah. Oh, dude. Me too. That that's I actually need... my gateway to vaporwave. What's yours, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, the classic oh. floral shop. Floral shop was, was your gateway drug. It was it was in 2012. Well, that was Very the one cool. that introduced me. Right. Uh, out of some friends, they said, "Oh, check this out. It's 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 Diana Ross slowed down." I was like, "Okay." Damn. And I listened to it. I was like, "This is just Diana Ross slowed down." <laughs> <laughs> and then Door. I jokingly made a an album because like I can do this kind of thing, but I didn't really. That's good though, right? I feel like that's what a lot of people think when they hear it, and they should. Think and it was that. Miami Virtual, and, wasn't it? And the no, people, no, 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 and the people who think that and say, "I think I could do this. I want to get involved in it." The ones who are compelled enough to actually go through with it most of the time, mm-hmm. and like really like start working on it. The thing is like when you're in the process of doing it and you make that Echo Jam album, like it starts off like I can do that, and then you're like. I could do that. And then you're like, what am I trying to say with this? And then you're like, what else? What else speaks to you? And then you're going through music. And then when you're like, you're going through this music, trying to find the samples you like, and you find yourself falling back in love with music, falling in love with your inspirations. And then like taking it a little bit seriously. And then you're like, Oh shit. I, I guess shit. I'm a vaporwave artist. Oh, and, and then, and then and you get a following in it and you're like, Oh shit, this is doing better than my, my, my band and all this other right. shit that I'm Damn. trying to get. Yeah, and like, Dang, maybe I should focus on this. Like, was I, have I always been vaporwave? And I just, I didn't realize it. And now I, I didn't realize. If and I had like, told oh, my, 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 because I was in high school, I was in a senior in high school when I discovered vaporwave oh, in 2012. Shit. Very cool. Oh, yeah, okay. Nice. And uh, if I had told my senior in high school, oh yeah, it's going to be your job someday. 
he would have been like, no, that's stupid. Oh, that's, You're that's, dumb. we talked about that very briefly last night. So you quit your day job to produce music full time, no? Yeah, I, uh, I quit back in 2019. Oh, that's <laughs> fucking cool, man. Wow. You have a Patreon? Oh, a lot or of people like did a, back in around that time period. Uh, uh, mostly Spotify and uh, physical sales. Mm. That's what that's I'm talking about. That's man. amazing. Now, I, I don't live in a city or anything, so like my rent, is, even though my rent is now going up higher, but I of don't course. live in a city or anything. But We're all it's getting like, squeezed. I know I hate it, um, but uh, it's uh, it's so it's a little bit easier to live out here than it was like when I was living I in Orlando. I, I live yeah. like outside of Orlando. I know it says that's Orlando cool. on my website, but that's because I live in a. Uh, I, I, this isn't gonna dox me, but I live in a town called Melbourne. And Melbourne. if you put Melbourne on Bandcamp, it says Australia no matter what. I love it. So <laughs> I just like, fuck it, Orlando. That's basically where I would play anyway. I'm not playing in this little town. Anyway. Right. You, you are you are a you are spiritually an Orlando man. You're an Orlando yeah, boy. Yeah, I, I was from Orlando anyway. That's where I did most go. of my shows when I was when I was doing like post punk, uh, not post punk, post rock bands and stuff like yeah. that. Wait a minute, you and, played in a post rock band? Are you serious? Oh yeah. What, what did you play? Never got a recording. He's got a big old band. Damn. Sure. So, like, what did it sound like? What do you play? Tell uh, us about that. What was it called? So we, were doing, we, were, we, were, we were called Creator Destroyer. Creator Destroyer. Uh, all one word, no caps, right. and uh, we uh, and a period did, at the end. We kind of did like a mixture of some songs had like American football influenced with like okay. uh, Godspeed kind of stuff going okay. on. Okay. Oh wow. Very cool. That's really and, fun. American and, football uh, with Godspeed, you Black Emperor. Yeah, Ow. just kind of sometimes. Yeah, that would be my way of describing it. It was just very, just kind of improvised, even like with the the flow of songs. And then we started getting more structured, but it was fun. Damn, that was fun. That that is I really did. cool. What do you play? I played guitar. Play guitar. And I, I did screaming. So <laughs> yeah, you got to do that again. How fun! <laughs> you well, got to do vaporwave three. I have done screaming. I have done screaming on he, he, on albums. Yeah, you have. Yeah, you have. Say, um, I don't know if you remember. You, you were the headliner for our uh, Rosewood event. Um, Cure. Yeah. Oh, the I mean, I did, set I did set that one too. That's right. Yeah. 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 And uh, man, you had a yeah, hell of Rosewood a climax. Yeah. Uh, for hopefully forever, which is my favorite track to end on. Yeah. I just love doing the Good. scream part. Of it, so. Good. Yeah. It's it's extremely climactic. It's it's like not a dry eye in the room type. Beat. <laughs> for sure. Thank you. Damn, that's yeah. really cool. Beautiful work. Um, can I ask you? How, can we rewind just a teeny tiny bit? Yeah, go ahead. Um, we. Uh, so you're a young Dan Mason. You're you're growing up. When do you discover that you kind of even really connect with music? Pardon <coughs> me. Connect with music in the first place. Like, what did I you sure. grow up listening to when you were really young? Did your parents play music, or did you get yeah, exposed to music on the radio, or what? We had a lot of Beatles in the house. We had a nice. lot of. My mom used to work at a nice. record store when, um, before she, we they moved down to. They used to live up in New York and then they moved down to Florida before I was Damn. born. She used mm. to work at a record store, so she had all these free records that she got when she worked at the record store. Oh wow! But we had a shit ton of music in the house. My biggest influence is like, like from like from my childhood is probably either like some Beatles stuff that got into me, and some Dire Straits stuff. Oh nice. man, that's great! Um, I started, but I got into metal. Uh, when I was a kid, I got I learned guitar at ten. I started learning guitar at ten. Unreal! Oh wow, you learned instruments uh, early. Wow. So yeah, I was I grew up. My dad was a musician. He was more into Sick. like rockabilly and bluegrass. But um, so you wait. So hold on, your your dad is a musician. Mm-hmm. Your mother has a history of working with record stores. 
There's yeah, a lot that's of music a pretty going cool on. Background. That's a lot of music. That's a very musical. And bluegrass house. is right? super hard to play. Like, oh, does your dad play bluegrass, or he's just a fan? He played. He played bluegrass. Oh yeah. man, I've this got is a very musical Mason. background in your family. I, I my can friend. do. A, I can do a little bit of bluegrass skip picking wow. and speed. Stuff. Okay, Not this man's good. way more talented than he lets on, y'all. We jam. We, me and my dad jam all the time on it. But um, really, that's that's adorable. I love. I love that. Yeah, I actually just saw him this weekend, and we we, we jammed out. I love that one. man. Not no. not all of our parents are super into the weirdo stuff. My parents do, don't so. play any music. There's no music of the music, and there's like barely music. There's a top. Oh, gun you mean like they I don't even listen to music? My mom plays all the time. No, they're not really interested in it. <laughs> I mean, I think they do when they're younger, but it's not like I mean they put on the classic rock radio stations when I was growing up, but okay. it's not like they like went out of their way to put music. It's not like it's like. Oh, what a nice evening. Let's put some music on the background. My mom right. did buy like the Top Gun cassette and that was in the car all the time. That's so like cool. I'll take and, it. Uh, and Yeah, so we got, you know, hearing like, you know, Take My Breath Away this opening synth chords is always pretty fucking dope to hear. And then she loves to play Highway to the Danger Zone. And uh, that song is fun as shit. They had a Beach Boys cassette. My mom had a Beach Boys cassette. But or and she or that was like she only was interested in listening to like Surfing USA and some of the older hits. Like I didn't even know the Beach Boys were like an amazing band for a long. Like people would be like, Beach Boys are brilliant. I'm like, what the Surfer Girl band? What are you talking about? And they're like, parents never put anything like Pet Sounds or Smile on. Like my, my parents never played any or of Surfs those. Up. Like no, my parents were uh, extreme Philistines. They I, still don't. So understand so do your parents like your music, Dan? Yeah, yeah, I bet they love it, right? That's awesome. Yeah, they like it. They, they have like I mean, your like, tapes and stuff. I think they mostly like it because of because uh, I'm their son, well, right? Uh, but uh, and they're super supportive because my dad was a musician. He he's, and yeah, my mom like talks to him through awesome. all that stuff. So like they he get they get it. They're like, oh, we know what you're doing. Yeah, we get it. Nice. Um, That's great. Which is great. Super great support. I um they uh they actually their favorite album of mine is uh Mori. Uh, really, uh, Ogi, uh, Ogigahara Mori. Yeah, I would never. Well, that's guess really that. interesting. They love. They love it because it's just chill, relaxed background a- ambient stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. Favorite. They pull it on loop all the time. They, they get. They have the vinyl because I got them a vinyl, of course. And they have the the freaking see through vinyl. They put it on for friends and family and stuff like that all the oh, time. Oh, that's like, that's wild. I love that. So you mentioned that um, some of the some influences, uh, early influences. You mentioned the Beatles. That's yeah. that's a really interesting influence. There, that's a it's a good it's one a, in my it's opinion. A very solid one. I so it's, a, it's an extremely valid one. So I think one of the I think it's the greatest rock band of all it, time. It's, it's easily. So, it's so funny to me. Uh, I remember getting into high school and everybody being like, because that was like around the same time like the Beatles rock band thing was getting big, and all these kids mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. were, like were trying to like dig into older music a little bit or like, oh, the Beatles are so cool, and I was like, yeah, they're just kind of music to me, <laughs> right? Just they're yeah, what you I grew up with. Oh yes, this is I, music. I'm like, yeah, this is this is just uh, run the mill music. Does normal music not sound like this? So, no, right. I mean the thing is, uh, you know, when you listen to, you know, a lot of bands are lucky if you know they write one song that is catchy and connects with people and like just nail nail that one song. You get one hit in your entire lifetime as like a main as like a mainstream artist uh, band. Like that's an amazing thing, right? Yeah. You oh, yeah. usually only get one or two, and then the rest of the album not so much. And meanwhile, that band is like dozens. Hit. Like hit after hit after brilliant amount of like perfect songwriting. I learned to play music by just learning their song catalog, and like you play it, and then you all of a sudden you kind of know how a song works. And anybody can sing a Beatles song in their own verse. You grab an acoustic guitar, play it, and you can do it in your own voice. Because it's not yeah. like they had the most. Like if you played a Rolling Stone song, 
you're going to sound like the Rolling Stones. You're going to sound like them. You know what I mean? They wrote good songs, sure, but you're going to sound like them if you play with almost every other band. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. But with that band, I just remember thinking like, oh, I can play, you know, I can play eight days a week and it sounds like me. You know what I mean? And then oh, I learned yeah, how to yeah. make, I learned how to structure songs, good, you know, good song like that. When are, gonna, when are you going to drop your Beatles remixes, Chris? Oh. No, well, no, 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 no. Let's hear that. Let's Come on, man. It's, it, it's, Start no, a Patreon. But this is, I'm not, we I'm want not the Beatles gimmicks, remixes. <laughs> no, I'm a, no gimmicks. But anyway, so, you know, when did you discover metal music? And what was the first metal band you discovered? Uh, metal I was like, too. I got into metal in like, elementary school i'm trying to think i think we wow. had black sabbath i want to cool. say at our house i think we had paranoid by black sabbath and that was my my favorite album like yeah, that was like a metal. lot of fun um and then um the other influences is my sister was is 10 years older than me so she was like in college at the time when i was like in middle school and she was bringing home all these bands and stuff like that that she was into so I, that's when i started like in middle school then I started getting into like the killers and um, fun stuff. Say anything is one of my favorite, and then led towards the emo side of my fucking life. Oh so, yeah, well, when did you get into that? I mean, uh, tell us about that. School. No, middle school. I, I, what was your elementary school? Elementary school with like uh, like Taking Back Sunday was like my intro. Taking Back Sunday and like uh, Yellow Card, I guess would be my. Yeah, intro. I mean, that would be the typical intro right. music for, for, like, for people. Like someone, I think, like, especially for someone like a, in like who's. And if, uh, if you're in elementary school, I mean, come on, you know. Yeah, no, that, there's no, there's everybody no needs an entry to something, Absolutely. right? And yeah. those, that's and, like the stuff that broke through. You know what I mean? And and, how, that's that. what, and it's like I listen to like uh, say anything, like Yellow Card, uh, Taking mm. Back Sunday, all the time, mm. and then that led towards like Census Fail and like, nice Betray You, uh, the Devil Wears Prada stuff, and then just. Do you ever go back and listen to any of the '90s stuff? You know, like the Jimmy yes. Worlds and the Promise uh, Rings and yeah, uh, all the Jade Tree Records Wheels albums. Like a little yeah, Appleseed Cast, maybe. Appleseed Cast, yeah, Cap and Jazz, all that. I mean, that's what I kind of grew up. Oh with. yeah, I, I listened to that stuff too. I mean, I, I didn't get into that stuff until probably like college and later. Very cool. So, this is the right time to get into that stuff, you know. That's all. I got into that by I, the old uh, American football, you know, freaking nice. got me kicked off. That's that. the one, man. I I got to talk about that for a second. That's always Please very do. interesting to me. You know, they're wonderful. Mike Kinsella is a brilliant musician. It was always interesting to me that that's the one that like really broke through to people. Like in 2010s, um, that band had such a huge resurgence of popularity with young people. And I always was wondering, like, I wonder why them? The, all the 90s emo bands, like I'm, I was like, I know American football. I'd, I'd seen, I'd actually seen them perform live as Owen, this other act before. Yeah, I was aware, yeah. but um, I was like, why was them? Um, they're Wasn't one of the writers. Kinsella brothers in Owen, or am I? No, he was. That's why I mentioned. He was it. right. Um, yeah. Mike was absolutely. Um, but I was. I was always very interested. I, I mean, I think it's a, a phenomenal pick. But I wonder who the first person was to be like. I don't know how no, that chain of reaction happened. Let's revisit American football. I mean, I of course right. know that our dear friend Ryan remixed what if that we kissed song in front of the American right? football house. So Ryan, Ryan, you know, St. Pepsi did that American football remix, right? And that was a big deal for him when he did that. You know, that, I'm so unhappy. You know, he did that. You guys, everyone, I'm sure in the chat is familiar with this song. If you're not, you probably should be because that was like his first big thing. I guess maybe after the Carly Rae Jepsen uh, remix that he made. But then he did the Carly Rae Jepsen remix, but then he did the American football one. And then that got on like Majestic Casual and all that stuff. And that kind of led to True. some other things. But that was a big deal for, like for Ryan. Cat There's luck. She, I'm sure she remembers. Um, but uh, that was a, so I remember that coming out. And then I guess maybe that helped reinforce the whole American football thing. Uh, 
So I don't know. Can't figure it out myself, but I'm happy about it. It blew up around that time, and that was right when I was getting into college, and that's when I discovered it, and then that led me into like a hole of math rock too. So. Oh yeah, let's. Did you just that. say math core? Because that makes sense. Because there's not a math rock, just kind of math rock. There, there, there's yeah, a very like battles, small jump from American football to math rock, especially uh, Don Caballero. So like, yeah, I was so I was Good about stuff. to say Don Caballero. One of my favorite ones. They're not like super well known as Stage Kids. Oh, not even not don't know that okay they they like got jazz like mixed in with it too so. Ooh, kind of like tortoise or like the c and cake they're they're, they're like actual math rock tracks are really good they have like a mix of like a math and then they have some like electronic songs the, the yeah. electronic songs are kind of mid really but the rock, math rock shit fucking yeah, kind of like a do make say think type sound Oh, do make safe think. That's great. Isaac, Isaac nailing it with all these examples right now. I'm trying to like get a vibe for what he's talking about. You know, I guess like, I guess like other some other math stuff. I, I used to listen to was like, uh, would Chon be considered like math? Right? Like, uh, yeah, I've not heard stuff like that. Yeah. I would, yeah, for sure. Uh, I listened to a little bit of this town needs guns, but I thought they were a little too like all over the place. I like mm. a little bit more focused math rock where it's like understood. Yeah. I can feel the rhythm like immediately. I don't have to like like count in my head to find it. That's okay, like a thing I when feel I, that. When I do something mathy, I'm always like, can I feel the rhythm of it? You know, it's all hmm. about or is it too mathy? That's very I mean, interesting. Everything's four four if you're not a fucking nerd. So that's very interesting. Is that did that become an important foundational thing for most of your music that you make too? When you said, can I feel the rhythm of it? Like when you're making music, yeah, is that is that something that now is like you know when that was what you were listening for? But is now that come into like how you make your music sometimes? Like, do yeah, I, can I feel, um, is that an important building block for it? Like so. I, I mostly like when I when I'm thinking about like that kind of stuff. I'm uh, I'm thinking more like uh, I'm trying to think of some tracks that I got that I would be a good example. I mean, I, I mean, I used to make future funk, so I know like a little nice. bit about rhythm. Yeah. Uh, but for sure, I think you made. If, if I could interrupt right now, I think that you made one of the greatest future funk songs of all time, in my opinion, which is Midnight. Oh, thank uh, you. That's one of the I can play that song at terminally chill, and it wakes everybody up. <laughs> fuck up on the dance floor. I don't care what else is going on. Something about that song, man. Dun, 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 dun. It just like, it just like, it, it insists that you come dance. It insists <laughs> it. It's crazy, man. You like uh, nailed the sample. You nailed the rhythm for how you put it together. You nailed the buildup. I, I don't know. There's magic. I mean, there's magic in, in many, 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 I, most of your tracks in general. But oh, wow. like I don't know, there's a lot of dance magic in that one. For like, no matter what situation you're in, or what, what time of the night it is, or who the audience is, it, whether they've heard it before or not, and most a lot of people probably haven't actually, because it's not really even the most easiest one to find by you all the time. I don't think it's on Spotify or anything like that. Uh, it is not anymore, sadly. So for me, it's got to be the one it, track from Summertime EP. I want to say it's a Toshiki Katamatsu flip. I could be which misremembering. Song is that? It's a it's a city pop is flip. It, Summertime it, EP. Is it uh, Bay City? Is it that one or whatever? Or is it? Uh... It's in Katakana. I don't know. Nope. Not that one. All right, so it's uh, probably Sunday brunch. Then is what yeah, you're that's what it is. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, that's the, the Sunday sample. brunch flip. Nice work. Yeah, that's that's that. the one that oh, I always throw out. That one. That one's a that one's fire too. I, I also love how you imitated the track earlier. What perfect pitch. Yeah, oh, that, no, that no, was, I have terrible pitch. I, I, I know exactly what track you're really talking good job. about. I still knew which song you were talking about. I know, right? It's almost like the plastic glove. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know that one. I know one Dan hey, Dan, one what is your musical guilty pleasure? Musical guilty pleasure? Yeah. 
Like, what's what's like something you're into that you like don't want us to know about? Oh, um, uh, I don't know. Uh, the only thing like I could like I listen to nowadays that isn't something like so like the the way I'm thinking about it is like something that I listen to but I wouldn't really share with a lot of people because I know a lot of them really wouldn't like it is a uh, Bulgarian folk singing stuff. Oh, fun. Yeah, you so want to drop really... a link in chat? <laughs> I don't know if you tuned uh, in on Twitch, but damn, I thought iClick had some deep cuts. Uh, yeah, but I, listen- yeah but I thought Will to, was uh, listening to some crazy things that I'd never heard ever, before. You ever listen to the Ghost in the Shell soundtrack? It's got that one track uh, where it's got like the vocals almost doing like a vocal beating it's kind of thing. Where they're really- I don't okay. remember, but I will go right. to check yeah, that out Ghost soon. in the Shell was really- fire. I really recommend checking that out. Um, I, I, I don't know any songs on the top. Actually, I do know a song. I think I liked one on Spotify recently that might be. Yeah, dude. If you're tuned into the Twitch, you should definitely drop a link so that you can. Yeah, like let, me, let me let me drop. You know, I'll, I'll drop like a YouTube link if I can. Hell yeah. Turn, but I've been listening on. to that because it, it's super. It's just super interesting uh, music because it's uh it's. Because a lot of vocal harmonies in Western music is like uh, usually they're doing like a a, a a one to three or a one to six or something like that or hmm. kind of vocal harmony. I know this is just getting into like music like theory kind That's of. Talk I'm here for it. it. I'm I'm not a trained theory guy. I just know a little bit. But the the thing about them is that they do like these. Uh, they do uh, one to two vocal harmonies. So it kind of it's like super close and it gives almost this beating and almost an eeriness to it. I think and I kind of really know what you're talking about. So, but that's the only thing that I, I listen to that I can think of. Like, oh, I wouldn't share that with people because uh, it'd probably be very boring. You don't think your parents <laughs> want to play that over dinner, huh? Oh God, I don't show my parents like that much of the music I listen to anyway. They usually complain about it. I know they listen mm-hmm. to a lot of like older stuff, but like <laughs> the newer stuff, it's really hard to like get in, get them into. Fair. All right. So okay. So we, we, we've got Dan Mason. He's in college. He's starting uh, some post rock bands right now. Meeting yeah. some friends. Meeting some like minded individuals to make music with. Um, what what kind of ended the the band era for you? Sort of. So the main thing that ended the band era was I uh, I moved out of Orlando back mm-hmm. to my hometown in Melbourne. Um, mm, damn. Move in with my now wife. So. Oh wait! So you met her in college. We met. I met her in high school, actually. Met her. Were you guys dating in high school? Yeah, we were dating in high school, and we oh. we, we dated. Uh, yeah, so it's basically like. Uh, That's adorable, dude. For Eleven years, like wow, nonstop. So, but we we like knew each other then, and then we just. Uh, I don't know if we finally started moving in because I went to college, mm-hmm. and uh, I was doing a music production degree. Which nice. I'm realizing oh, now, like I could have just fucking learned this shit online, but like whatever. Uh, I know some shit, but like not not crazy amounts of shit. But um, that's cool though. I should have studied that. Uh, it's 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 neat. I went to a community college, actually, so I didn't like right. cost me that much. It wasn't like I went to like don't do full sale. I really don't. No do sir. Full sale. Please, no, nobody. Sir. Anybody who's listening in chat and just thinking about doing full sale. You heard it on it's, hot takes, Dan Mason. 80- it is 80k for at least back when I was in college. It was 80k for one year. So God like, damn. no, fuck that shit. <laughs> for, de- for a degree in a freelance industry, don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> damn, don't do it. That's my hot take. Damn. Don't do full thing. If you're already in it, finish it out. But if if you're not in it, don't do it yet. The free laptop is not free. <laughs> you're paying for it. <laughs> I gotta figure out how to turn all these gifs back off. 
Don't do oh Full Sail University. There's so many gifts going on the I'm screen sorry. right now. It's like a goddamn like Angel <laughs> Fire page from 1995. Uh, <laughs> love we, it. Uh, I loved it. Dan, I ended, I ended the post rock band, and it was it was also okay. I was realizing the vaporwave thing was really taking off. Easier. Well, hold on, hold on. It probably was, but let's 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 stop for a second here. You're doing the post rock band. You're done college. You move back to uh, go live with your 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 now wife, and yeah. I guess the band doesn't follow you, or you can't meet the band as often anymore. Is that? Yeah, what it's, it's it's like an hour and a half drive. Damn. So then you're like, well, I don't know. It's gonna be hard to difficult difficult to maintain yeah. this, and so I guess now you're maybe looking for different avenues to express yourself artistically and musically. Is that yeah, what's happening? I, mean, I was already established a little bit in the vaporwave scene. This is a post oh, you were doing vaporwave in college. Oh, at the same time, yeah. Oh, oh man. Yeah, this, oh. This is all, I'm already up to 2017 yeah, let's, here. Let's I go was, back again here. I so was you starting, are in the band right now. He don't want then, the Cliff Notes version, I doing, bro. I was doing, and this actually will tie into how time, I got the same time, I didn't know that. I, I, yeah, I was, uh, and this will actually tie into how I got my, my name. Cause, uh, let's do this. Yes, we want to know where Dan Mason comes from. Spoiler in chat, my real name is not Dan Mason. It's not Dan I Mason. I have been fooling you all. You for heard it on hot takes. His name is not uh, Dan that's, Mason. That is that's it. You heard it right here, buddy. Um I was doing the band, um, but I started actually doing Vaporwave, actually funnily enough, before that band even like started taking off. But mm. I, I met all the members in that band doing like open mic nights. I used to do open mic nights, just take an acoustic guitar, play some folky mm. stuff, do some uh and then I used to do some electric guitar with a loop pedal and like do some like ambient shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to do a mixture of those two things, and I met some bands, and we did that. But at the same time, I was already making stuff under Dan Mason. I started <gasps> making Dan Mason stuff back in 2013. Um, Why Dan Mason? It, because I didn't want it. I, I wanted to do Vaporwave almost as like a side thing, and I didn't want it to be associated with me. So I threw a name out there and said, Dan Mason, that's it. It's that's the, the medic. That's it? Really- you made up the name? I just made up the There's name. There's no real Dan Mason? It, it, it phonetically no works really nicely. You know yeah, it does. It, it, really short and easy to say and I the katakana just says dan mason right it literally just says dan mason yeah that's what i thought yeah, yeah, that's the only reason i kind of like want to get rid of it it's like it doesn't need to be there it's just it's kind of cool though but it's it, make, it helps at least it's at I, the end and not the beginning i, I think yes, i'll do that you got to be so I, I knew not to do at the beginning <laughs> because right. i knew because i didn't add the japanese on until about like 2015 uh or 2014 and uh, I was like, oh, I got to make it more vaporwave looking. So I added the Japanese onto the end of it. And I was like, <laughs> but I learned from trying to look up other people's tracks. If you're releasing something for an American audience, and this is this is just a little tip. Maybe it could be considered a hot take. I don't know. Try not to start the track with foreign characters. Right. Because it's really hard to find your Or track. like the name of your project is just all foreign characters. Yeah, if you're trying what? to do it, for, you can do that. But like, I I recommend like trying not to. But it depends what. You're, <laughs> depends what you're doing at the end of the day. Yeah, I guess so, right? Because there are like there is the argument that some people will do that just to literally hide their music even deeper. You know, what I mean, if your goal is that you want to be really obscure and mysterious and difficult to find, then great. I mean, then 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 do that. You know, then then you can be one of the artists that puts characters and Japanese uh, Dude, uh, characters, and, not or the, Japanese characters, but the like, people you know, who use like, like Arabic characters, where like you but, go to the right and it starts over to the left, and you're like, oh my god, how do I type this shit? <laughs> some people just some people do it as a as a way to just be more obscure, and if that's like what your goal is, then that's, that's great. Depends you know? on the goal. You're right. At depends the on the goal, right? If you're trying True. to do something more mysterious and like kind of like, ooh, what does this mean? What's going on? What is the name of this album? I don't know. Like I said, this is for marketing towards an American uh, mm-hmm. uh, or English spoken uh, 
market. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's like, or Latin based market where, you know, so like America, Europe kind of, you Mm -hmm. know, right. So, um, yeah, that's the only thing I'm saying. I would just recommend that if you're trying to have people find your music easier, that is yeah. a, that is a tip. But if you're yeah, doing that's what, a pretty good tip. Yeah. But if you're if you're trying to like like you said make it mysterious, no, keep doing what you're doing. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't put American language in it. Actually, don't you'll fuck it. you'll fuck up your vibe. Do, do freaking yeah. uh, what are they called? Uh, alt code freaking uh, weird. Oh, the, the double spacing and the Unicode and and the yeah, witch house Unicode, characters. Right. Yeah, Chris, do you remember how hard it was to find witch house artists back in the oh, day? Oh, it's still hard Jesus. for me to find certain witch house artists I like because like sometimes man. I do. Find tracks I like by wave artists will do this as well oh, yeah, sometimes, they, yeah. and like I try and think I'll there'll be songs I love, and I have to if I, they'll come up on my Witch Spotify. Yeah, Witch House 2.0 artists that will come up on my Spotify, and I I have to like you know if I'm doing a playlist or a random like a, a generated playlist, and like I have to make sure I heart it if it comes up on oh, Jerry. Yeah, I'll never find never coming again. again. Like fucking like triangle SEO triangle. You gotta, like, you gotta, you gotta, put triangles into the search. right, or it's just it, the three crosses. Yeah, you, yeah, find three crosses, yeah. you gotta fucking just like all right i'm saving it saving that right now uh-huh. saving it. it's saving uh, all right uh, cool i'll find it later speaking, <laughs> speaking of saving, somebody in chat said they were hooking up with somebody and one of your songs came on their playlist and the person they were hooking up with stopped and saved your song whoa <laughs> that's shit. quite that is quite a compliment, compliment mr mason ever as an artist that someone <laughs> is in the middle of like amorous interaction with someone and your song comes on they're like Ooh. Oh, hang on! Hang on a second, please. baby. I got, I got, I got something. This, this song, something is really like affecting me right now. I gotta. Oh, and then they probably went back to, to the hooking up, and it was okay, even, and they had, it was a really phenomenal. You know what I mean? Like it was even better. So you know, Dude. Dan, it's like you had a threesome. Ah. Bro, don't tell my wife. You are, you are <laughs> indelibly cemented in somebody's memory in that way that is it's like dan mason's smiling over top them as they hooked up and like nodding <laughs> oh, and like the like, gif the gif him, where they're go like slowly him. zooming in on your face oh, and you're going go get him. good job that's right Kiss i know good. you've seen the gif. real good maybe you pronounce what? it gif i don't know you've seen the gif of like they're slowly zooming in on dan's face and he's like <laughs> yeah i've seen that <laughs> I wish I had it right smi- now. It makes me smile. Lux, can you find it, a link actually. to that GIF? Because if like you say GIF, she won't find it. You know, there's like really something about this Dan Mason guy over here. He just like really kind of puts you in a good mood. You know what I mean? There's just such like a great energy about 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 you and something that uh, it's just a very interesting type of charisma. And I appreciate it. And it's almost hard to put your finger on it. It's like a, a very like... It's like, this is a friendly, warm, funny gentleman who's trying to have a nice time. And it's just, it's an interesting energy that you carry with you. And I think it's like a lot, very much contributed to your success. You know, in addition to already being a phenomenal artist and musician and trained producer, another thing that I think that really helps people get to that next level sometimes is like, I don't know, just having having a good energy. You know what I mean? Having an inviting energy. Yeah. Having a, a, a and it's and it's like a specific and having that and not just being a general thing, but thing that's specific to you. You know what I mean? Like I don't know, your that wavelength is very important, and each artist should try and develop their wavelength. You know what I mean? And I don't know. It seems like you've got that down, and without really even trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I guess I don't, know. I don't know. I just I would I would trying. definitely second that. You've definitely got a, a personality, and and though not every artist needs to have that. It goes a long way when it comes to marketing, networking, fan relations. I don't know, just whatever. Oh, it's so it's definitely weird fan relations. Yeah, fan relations. That's, that's 
I mean, the the whole reason you are, you are who you are is because of the people who listen and share your music. So, like, hey, that's a really good perspective to have. Please, You're not wrong at all. Please be nice to these people. Like every artist should be nice to. Hot take: Every artist should be nice to their fans. That's crazy. That's a hot take, but you're right. Like it is. I don't know. Like you're right. I don't know if I can get behind that one. Like obviously, you don't have to be like you know. I mean, if you want to keep things private, you don't don't then don't give out private information and stuff like that. Like don't do anything of that. Be careful. People might. There are tricksters out there, little goofers and not goofers who are kind of scamming. Uh, who will, might try to dig for information that you should not be giving out, so be careful with yep. that. But it, it's all about awareness, and uh, at the end of the day, just be nice to people. Like, right. God dang. You don't know it's them. Not, God dang honestly, it. I'm in just sales, dude, and it is words, so were, important to just talk like, nice to people. So you use words like goofers and god dang it, and you, it's just like you give off like, like the, the big brother or great <laughs> uncle that everybody wants. You know what I mean? And I, I <laughs> right. think that's like been like that energy has really like served you quite well. And I think it just comes okay. naturally to you. I have a question. You, you, sir, are a very successful vaporwave artist and you've been doing it kind of on your own. And not even just that. True. But you're someone who does multiple different styles of music and you've been able to bring your audience with you every time you change up your kind of style and they followed you. What do you think? What is, do you think is contributed to your success. Like, what do you think? Do you know why you got so successful and why you've been able to help have people follow you so well? I mean, how did you do it? What do you think was the biggest thing for you? What was your biggest break, you think? My biggest break actually first, was, uh, it was, it was two things. It was a little bit of luck on two things. Actually, I, it's funny because it's, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, like a snowball effect kind of thing. Go on. Um, I, I'm going to start the chain of it. That was like the biggest break. I made... Uh, make me love you. Oh, that, was oh, that song's great. beautiful. I posted that on song. the SoundCloud. Beautiful. It was then reposted Very by poignant. Telepath. Um, mm. It was reposted by Telepath, who then Vito over at DMT Tape saw it, mm. and then he hit me up and said, "You want to release on my label?" Then I released Miami Virtual. Miami mm. Virtual about a year later. Great album on Dan Bell's album. Seriously, uh, Dan Dan Bell's YouTube page, which he does abandoned malls. That's his whole thing. He does abandoned malls, and then he does gross motels and stuff like that that was like his whole thing back then at least uses my music in the background of his video with a link to the bottom of it um big tip to any youtubers out there if you're using a smaller artist's music please link to their band camp or wherever they can find yes yes the biggest thing please support the grassroots scene please so he will pay off in dividends and that just that's the explosion point wow from Those there, are two really good things to have happen. It's it was kind of luck. I, I, I well, at the end of the day, you well, at the end of the day, uh, any artist needs to have like a little bit of like skill and talent and know what they're doing. Of course, um, you have to have a good day, product. Do, do not right. be do not beat yourself up if you're not making it big in the big leagues and you're just just do your best. Just keep trying. The big trick is it keep trying. I didn't get anything moving until 2015 when I released Miami Virtual. And I have been in the scene since 2013. Mm-hmm. So it took two years before right. that. I Don't wasn't able give to up. quit my I wasn't able to quit my job from music until six years down the road. So oh. it took me six years in the scene before I was like, okay, I'm comfortable quitting my job and doing this full time. And even then, only reason I was able to do that was because my wife was working full time still. Yeah. So we were able this to do that. Very good advice for people. By this the way, just... I hope everybody's paying attention to this, is to understand that like you know, for sure, 
You know, the luck thing is important. And yeah, Stan had some luck. But in addition to having luck, he had a good product to back it up with. Like when True. you were approached by Vito, you're like, yes, I'll do the album. And then you had a good product to give. It's it. very important. So people could see that good, that thing that they liked, but then they could explore even more of that, that, you know, he had the skill, he had, he had created a fully formed album too. So it's like one thing to get that break. Sometimes people just want the break. They just want the break. They just want the yes. break. But then they don't have anything after that. The, the other thing is like, yeah. You got to work for the, you got to work for the break. You, you, you do work have for the to break. work for the break. It's and not uncommon to scream into the void for several years until you finally God, get that break. It's really not. I know plenty of smaller guys shame, in the scene that's how it goes. that, that that makes some of the best vaporwave I've ever heard. I remember when life. George was and asking just... people to help fund his albums. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. You know, <laughs> Dude, definitely. He, I that. And now he's huge. But like, it's like uh, there's. And you also gotta remember that like there's a lot of artists that are smaller in this they're, that are smaller, but make some of the best music out there. But it just takes a while. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. It just. It can take a while. Just keep making music. Who knows? You'll be the next like uh. Ten years down the road, somebody will find your album. You'll be the next like American Football or uh. uh What's the name of the neutral milk hotel kind of thing? There you go. Like, oh, suddenly you're super popular. Ten yeah. years down the road, just and keep making the music. What is an is artist that, that you would like that, to shout out specifically? Wait, 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 that you I think really is under one thing before we leave this subject. All right, I want well, to mention one other thing. Okay, but I have something on that too, though. Project. Hold on, hold on, yeah. because Dan mentions like it didn't take. It took me until like 2016 for this or 2015 for this, but that's not necessarily true. It took more than that length of time because Dan has been making music since he was a teenager, right? True. You know, he's yeah, you're right. It goes even further. Like you're talking about your break coming Got in some like deep 2015, roots. and it's like, oh, it's, it was already. I was already doing this for like three or four years. First, like, no, 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 no. You were doing this for like, I don't know, fifteen years, <laughs> like fourteen. You know, years. you're you're right. You're making it, music. You were trying to make. You were trying to make music for like fourteen years before you figured out your voice, it, it's, and it it's broke. It's true. It's true. If you think about it that way, I've been. That's how I think about it. Yeah. Music since I was ten. Yeah, exactly. So, like I started writing music when I was like eleven or so. Amazing. Um, nothing ever finished, but like even like before that, I was trying. I tried some things. I tried to do bands. Yeah. I tried to do some a couple of bands, and it's just like sometimes things don't work like, out, and you got to just yeah, keep your, moving. Your and keep journey doing. was a long yeah, man. time. You had to build up a lot of skills and a lot of knowledge, and write a lot of songs before you start. Yeah. You wrote the ones I've, that broke. I've, you know what I've I mean? I've written a shit ton of songs. There you go, dude. I like, make, so I make like people... a song almost like once or twice a week, and then I just never release it because it's it's usually a lot of songs you're gonna write. Uh, this is another good tip. Sometimes oh. the songs you're gonna write, they're gonna suck, but don't trash them. Don't get rid of them. Save it. There might be something in there later. But um, right. you, if you write a lot of stuff, sometimes you know you'll you'll if you put enough monkeys in, in a room with typewriters, they'll eventually write Shakespeare kind of thing. It was the <laughs> best yeah. of times. It was the worst of times. You stupid monkey. Simpsons reference. I, love, I apologize. I so I guess my this question is, is you mentioned that a lot of artists are that. like undervalued and just kind of like cloaked in obscurity, just you know, lobbing away at at, at their. <laughs> it their... sounded like Kermit. Wait, stop. Lux just said Dan sounded like Kermit when he laughed. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, thanks, Dan. I who's can. who's Go an ahead. artist sorry, that I... you think is like? Cr- no, you're good. Who's an artist that you think needs to be shouted out that that really needs to get that? Break? Talking about in the scene, or are we talking in, about uh... anywhere in the scene? Whatever, what happened? How about both? I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Let me. Let me. Let me. Let me. I, I got like a list of like kind of stuff I've been listening to. Um, I would say in the scene, a, sh- a shout out to like Second Sight. He's been killing it. He's been making like a mixture of like ambient stuff lately, and it's really cool. Word. Uh, so he's 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 doing good. Um, shout out to like uh, Jet Jones makes some fantastic like shoegazy uh, post punk stuff. Fantastic, Jet Jones. Uh, yeah, with a with Z a at the Z, end, right? With a Z at the end. Yeah, fantastic yeah. stuff. 
Oh, I've got to think of a few others off the top of my head. Um, a little bit, some of the a little bit bigger guys. I mean, they've been around. Um, I would just love to see some great success. I because I'm friends with a lot of people in the scene too. True. And, and some of my friends that I'm really close with, like R23X and uh, 3D Blast. Love and, R23X. And Christ, I would love to see them really just uh, really pop off and get the. Just, uh, but I, I know Mark does a. He does a. a does he do a Ghost Mark Production? R23X. R23X. Yeah. Or like, or like does, uh, video game he, OSTs. He works, he um he works for the for Yeti. Yeti. The Yeti. Yeti. Um, he does the Mark, records. Listen, no one needs to worry about Mark. Mark is like one of the most brilliant marketers yeah, I've ever seen be in my life. He, he knows how to move any product, and he has a million different avenues to do it. And if it doesn't work here, he like sells it through here, or he wholesales it through here. That motherfucker right. is a genius. Honestly, we want Mark to blow up, but you know what? One way or another, Mark is is fine. He's also a genius. True. He's always moving his products so brilliantly. He doesn't need our help. Another person I want to shout out who's in the chat right now, uh, uh, Groovy Kaiju. Love Hell that yeah. guy. Yes. Hell he's, buddy, yeah. he's another extremely positive member he's of the He's doing it legit. He's sampling legit, too. Oh, yeah. He's clears all his so samples. He's smart. Like, I'm he like, like fucking Mark. Oh, my God. Aaron, Aaron Show just some like, love for Groovy Kaiju in the chat, y'all. so much business acumen as well and, like, diplomacy with it. Oh, it's brilliant. Genius. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> But yeah, those are, those are some that I can think of. Uh, some of the, some like oh, yeah. ones that are really like just out there. Uh, and a brilliant producer, please. Let's uh, also that. what is it? Of uh, course, but like the oh, combination well, well, with him, unbelievable. One more. This is this is a this is a uh, a uh, actually. Let me do two more actually that I just want to just please say. do. These are some uh, Midwest emo-y or like emo-y kind of groups that I really want people to uh, three more actually. No, uh, keep going. Don't stop. That I want people to like right back. But yeah, go ahead. You're good. Keep talking. Some, some Midwest emo groups that I would just want people to listen to. Uh, Pen Pals. They're broken up, but they made a fantastic album. Damn. Uh, Pen Pals. Recommend them. Uh, another one is The Golden Tongues, I think. No, uh, no, that's the not The Golden them. Tongues. That's a different uh, group. Oh, what is their name? Uh, 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 the Blonde Tongues. I think Blonde the Tongues. The Blonde Tongues. Is this, gonna... like, is this recent, or is this like 2000, 2010s? This is a little bit uh, like a few years ago. So. Okay. Um, and then a more recent one, Awake But Still In Bed. Really recommend Yo, that. so I'm so sad that DS Dude is not in the chat right now. DS Dude did my logo and has done... What? Done he's a face. big friend of the chat, and or the show, and he loves Awake... What is it? Awake But Still In Bed? Awake But Still In Bed. He Fantastic. loves that band. Love I want to say he did forced you know me to Gold, listen to Golden, it at some point. Golden Living Room worked with them. What? Golden Living yeah, Room has been on Golden, the show. Golden Living Room, no I think, I think uh, their sister... Is in that band? Oh, thanks for talking about right Lux. now. Appreciate what, what that. Awake, so, uh, awake, still in bed. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. yeah, it's like seven over in the West Coast. Well, DS dude needs to know that you're a fan because he loves that <laughs> awake but still. I love, in bed. I love awake but still in bed. They're fantastic. What led you to decide to take a shot at the Midwest emo sound? I've always wanted to. <laughs> I've been wanting good. to do it. Pretty I, easy I, question. I really wanted I guess. to do it. I wanted to do it sample based at one point, but then I was oh, like, "Oh yeah, that would have been really." I, I couldn't get it to sound right, and then I that uh, would have been hard. Uh, with "I'm Not Going Anywhere," I was like, at the time I just tried it. The first track that I made that was like that was um the track "Burn" that's on that album, okay. and I made that, and an afternoon one day, and I was like, "Oh, I got I got it. I think I figure out how to do this style that I wanted to do," and I just mm -hmm. pushed it in, and I was just like, "Yeah, it was more guitar focused than it was like synth." So it was more emo than right. it was like vaporwave, and I was just like, ah, that's fine. I, right? I you okay. have the background. I yeah. You know, I think I you took a lot of people it. by surprise. I think a lot of people in the vaporwave scene had no idea you had that it's, background. 
it's not the most popular thing out there, but I did it for myself. Because I can. I think you should, you should make kind of almost every you music for yourself, right? Exactly. At the end of the day, yeah. if you're not making it for yourself, then who, like, why, why are you making it? I just did it for myself because I just wanted to see if I could do it. Yeah. And I, and I, that's did. a, yeah. Do you find that maybe some of the albums you go in that direction because you want to see if you can do it and if you want to do it in your voice? Is that a thing sometimes? Because you actually have yeah. a lot, you go, you're kind of a, have a lot of music in a lot of different styles. Yeah. It on, was on like, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of the times it's like I'm, I'm inspired by something or if I, I start making something and I'm like, oh, this sounds very similar to this style or like, mm-hmm. oh, this sounds very similar to that style. Like, mm-hmm. um, that'll, that like mall soft I, it's, it's not like the most mall softy mall soft thing that i it was an ep i just released back in uh february yeah, I released mall just soft recently thing. just like a month or two um, ago you have to Absolutely. actually record it in an abandoned mall or it's i not know that's the problem real. i didn't record so it in so that's the mall. thing it's like you know you kind of want to make a mall soft album, uh, ep and when you made it you're like well this is not the most mall soft thing it's like well no because it's filtered through your sensibilities right yeah. You've made like, it for you. It has your personal touch. You weren't trying to make it, so you're like, I want to make a, a Mall Soft album that's the ultimate Mall Soft album that's going to be everybody's go-to benchmark. <laughs> I'm going to compete with every other person right. making it. Been doing that wasn't all. You wanted to do your version one. of it. I just yeah. did my own version. I just I, I just started making it. I was I was playing around with some effects. I do a lot of improv- improvisation for like how I start my writing. Mm-hmm. And I was just messing around with some effects. And I was like, oh, this kind of sounds like Mall Soft. It sounds like almost something like distant and distorted in like a mall far away. And I was like, oh. And then I made another track. And then I made another track. I was just on a well, flow. So, and so that was live streams are a lot of fun, by the way. Question. Thank you. Because that was going to be my next question. Is like, where's the line between like, because I know that myself, sometimes I'll make a track in one style. And mm-hmm. then I'll be like, I think I'm only want to do one. <laughs> but like, where, where oh, wow. is the, like, do you ever get like, you're like, I don't think I could, I don't think I could do a whole album. There, based on this, cause there's there's been times. I was about to say, are there, when does it, how do you know it's I not going to be I mean, there's no such thing as start. too much pan flute or marimba, man. It's true. Well, that's the trick. If you're making, if you're making music and you're like, hmm, I don't know if it's going to fit in an album and you're making vaporwave music, just add a pan flute. It'll be good. That's Absolutely. It. That's all you got to do. Great. Add the pan flute. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, good. this guy, honestly, I think you are one of the very first people that were live streaming when the like lockdown era of the pandemic started. I don't. I feel I like you were, that. or maybe I was just in the right place at the right time when um, I was tuning in. I feel in. like Equip was and, doing some stuff. Okay, you and Equip, and I just remember like, damn, this guy's got tracks on like tracks on tracks to work on and just swapping out different sounds. Loki had oh, me for, wanting like, to start to. Streams. Yeah, it's, man, it was yeah, like it was yeah, like March 2020. You were you were I mean you you made the Donkey Kong song flip. <laughs> yeah, banana wave. The, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you had Nana wave, like and that. you know it was a good time. Like. So. That's a, that was a fun one. A good, I I, I, I want to keep up with it. I just I I get into bouts where I want to stream every like a couple of days, right? And then it's just like ah, I don't want to stream for like three months, and then I come back. And True. Then I, come, I go away, and then I come back, and I go back. We got a question from the chat. Uh, oh, Soft replica right, says, oh, wait a "As someone Let's... with many aliases, Dan, when do you decide a release should go on a different alias? I Is there such have... thing as too many aliases? I have three aliases. That's all I have." That's, that's not that many okay, that's in comparison not to some other people in the scene. Right. I know some uh, o- older, like very popular people who uh, don't associate with the scene anymore. But they uh, they had like eighty eight, I think, at some point. I think. Oh, like Vito, or like Vito a, like had David. like four thousand or something. Yeah, shit. Vito and like like HKE. I swear yeah, to Vito God, Vito and HKE most. were just like super. Like here, here's an alias. Heels and nails. Heel. Mm-hmm. I was doing aliases. So the only thing now is I have Okigahara Online, which I'm actually trying to phase out. I'm just trying to make it part of my stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Um, just just to make it easier for people to find shit. Um, and then um, I have Ghost Enterprise, and then of course the Dan Mason thing. Ghost Enterprise, all that is is that's my sample based stuff. The only reason mm-hmm. why I'm, I have it separated now is because uh, just preventing legal issues in the future. Because if I get a if I get a cease and desist, that is money I cannot make anymore. <laughs> I hate to, I hate to bring money into this, but that's sadly when you're doing it full time as a job, you have to worry about that shit. Um, but uh, that's the only thing with that. But uh, the only I I stopped. Uh, I think I saw a post from Nelward. If you ever guys ever heard of Nelward, fantastic artist. Shout out to Nelward. Um, he's from like Atlanta area. He's fantastic. Uh, really, I recommend everybody check him out. But um. He uh, he was talking about was like why release stuff underneath a different alias, and I was starting to think that I was like well, I should I'm just not gonna do that anymore. I'm just gonna release everything underneath Dan Mason. Mm-hmm. Um, if people uh, like and just like kind of keep things like stylistically into albums. So like yeah. if I want to do like a Nature Wave album, I'll make it one album. If I want to do like a whole Mallsoft thing, I'll make it one album over here. But I'll keep it all underneath the Dan Mason alias, and that's just something I'm doing now. But sometimes. It depends if like if there's like a narrative you're doing. If you're doing like a narrative or something like that, then yeah, do do a different art uh, alias or something like that, for sure. I've thought about it a few times, but I I, I mostly stick with just doing it all underneath Dan Mason because I just like whatever. I'll I mean, you've got a lot of different general. sounds under that umbrella, and I think everybody knows to expect and appreciates it. I think know? at the end of the day, I I, have, I realize for myself at least, it's like I I mean I've like we were talking about. I started doing ambient stuff. I started doing um, classic style vaporwave. I've done right. Um, not really much vapor trap but a little bit like hints of it true i've done i've done future funk i've done vapor funk i've done like all this shit and it's just like fuck it i'll add another one onto the pile why not right (laughs) (laughs) i love that attitude by the way um well hold on let's let's talk about something then you do vocals in a lot of your songs as well what made you decide to start doing vocals? I mean, I do vocals as well occasionally for a lot of music. What made you decide to start doing it? Was it the background in, in live bands, or did you just think, you know what? I think I'd like to. I got something to say by this, or I want to try it. I want to see how this works. The first time I did it was like on. Um, I, did, I think I did a couple of like throwaway songs, but uh, uh, first time I really tried doing it was uh, on the album Void. Mm-hmm. And when I was yeah. writing Void, I was like. What would make this more vapor wavy? And I was like, oh, pitch down vocals. And True. I was like trying to think of, at the time, I used to just slow down the track, actually. Fun. Just get the pitch down vocals. Fun. Which is fun. I now do something called format shifting, which is really fucking great, because then I can play the song in key, which is good. Okay. Format shifting? What's this? Format shifting. Yeah. It, uh, it, like, it, like, it does something to like the, the register of your voice or something like that. It makes it sound deeper or higher pitched. Format. It's like F O R M A N T. I really recommend looking into it if you're doing any more vocal stuff. I'm always doing it's vocal really stuff. Fucking, oh, I know. Yeah. I, okay. Formant. Formant. It's formant. Yeah. Okay. Damn. Yeah. It's. We're about it's to see really uh, Skelly 2.0 here coming up. I will. I Who really recommend it. At this point. I Another side project. Shit. Another side project. Come on. It's it's really cool. Um. Oh. Just, so yeah, I I do it. Uh really good uh the only thing is like you can do it like for free in fl studio but it's kind of slow paced gotcha but there is a really good plugin called little altar boy mm. shit, like little altar boy recommend it it's saving that one right now the only problem it's kind of expensive it's like a hundred bucks but i mean that's cheap for a vst sadly but you know yeah little altar boy fucking okay dope. 
Yeah, <clears> don't Google that. that. Save that. It's that someone, uh, Ogno says it changes the vowels of your yeah, sounds. Yeah, that's a pretty okay. good explanation. Vowels? What the fuck? That's crazy, Yeah, it, it, like, it just deepens your freaking, like, it feels like it's deepening your voice. In fact, I have a pedal for when I do my live sets. That's what it does. It really Actually, I wanted to ask you about that. A, a lot of the vocals in your songs, like on, um, uh, let's see, the album with Nothing Matters. Come on, guys, help me out. Uh, Forever Nothing. Forever Nothing. Sorry, nothing. I, I do that. My bad. Okay. Um, that album, Dude, don't worry is it, are they clean vocals, or do you have, like, effects to kind of deepen your voice a little bit? So, if you don't mind that, me asking. Uh, so, Forever Nothing was the first album where I started doing the four-man shifting. Hypnagogia okay. and Void, I was actually slowing down the entire track. I got you. Oh, re- whoa, whoa, whoa. That's really? kind of cool. Yeah. I had no idea. So, you, wait, were you slowed, you would do it, those are slowed down tracks. So what I would do is I'd make the entire track, and then I would uh, export it stems so I could just you know tweak all the little things on it, and then I would just slow the whole thing. I would just sync it to the tempo, lower the tempo, and that was too it. cool. That's crazy. That's I love how you deepen the voices with all these things. I usually just I know. Would take another. I would just double my vocal track and then pitch it down to like seven tones, and then also like sweep off the high the high end so that's what i would always do but this sounds so much easier than i always all the thought layers I, very very deep. I was like damn he's got kind of like a like a very deep singing voice i had no idea that you slowed that down oh um, well, the hypnagogia and void i slowed down and then forever nothing is when i started doing the four-man thing so it's just yeah. a, it's literally just like I, that one I had to do the renders through fucking FL Studio and it takes forever because you have to you have to tweak all these knobs just to get it just right. Got it. Got it. it usually it's glitchy and shit, but I really recommend the little Alter Boy Discoholic show that to me. Shout out to damn. Discoholic. Discoholic oh. is a damn genius. He showed it yes, to me. He is. And it was just he's like, so good oh at everything my. he fucking does. It it, it made the process Great. of making my voice deeper go from uh, being like a fifteen minute affair to a fifteen second affair. Oh my god! Like, All right, like, uh, well, leave it up to Disco Hall to know much all that extra shit. I'm, I've already got a little <laughs> on my computer. I'll be downloading it once we're done here today. Actually, oh, hell yeah. uh, Dan, we got a question in the chat. Another good one from Soft Replica wants to know: I got more My Bloody on. Valentine or Slow Dive? And he also slow says dive. or Ride. Slow Dive. Thank you. That's the right answer. Slow dive is fantastic. Who else was slow dive? Vincent remembers was slow dive as Absolutely, well. Absolutely, because that's the way. Right. I, I like my bloody Valentine, but uh, me too. I mean, but uh, slow dive just fucking kills it. Sue Vlocky is like literally one of my top ten. Thank you. Albums. Can't, can't argue with that opinion. So, well, okay, I want to go back to vocals for a second. Can we yeah. do that, or is there another question? Please. Hit it. Now, obviously, we've discussed the production of the timber of the vocals and the aspects of that. Why don't we talk a little bit about the lyrics? What's the lyric writing process for yeah. you? Like, is it difficult? So the the process, and it's funny because I was actually doing it during my because uh, I do I do actually I I am in the making of an album on stream. It's just I I stopped because I got busy with stuff, and then like I just got like really in a yeah, hole. It happens, man. Absolutely. Emotional hole, and I was just like I've just got to put this on the side and then come back to it. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, Respect. So there, yeah, for sure, you can actually. So for anybody who uh, at home, uh, it's on my YouTube channel. You can actually watch the process of me making lyrics and stuff. Um, but that, that's for like a specific style I was doing for that. Um, but the, what I usually do is when I make the song, I do temp demo vocals that make mm. no sense. And you can actually hear, I've, I've actually seen George Clanton does the same thing. Sometimes. Yeah, it just kind of deals, uh, 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 doesn't actually say anything. Yeah, uh, <laughs> kind of thing. Is, oh, oh. <laughs> Come to my house and we'll eat some spaghetti. Kind yeah, of thing, right. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like Fun. shit like that you just say random shit i do a lot of that and then what i do is i come back to them and then i i think about what does this song feel like it should be about 
it depends on what the album is going to be about. Sometimes the album has like a full overarching theme, and usually it does, but um, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, gotcha. Or sometimes it's more of a light overarching theme. Like I'm not mm-hmm. like holding myself too close to it, but I'm mm-hmm. letting it kind of be there. And then I think where does this song fit narratively, kind of like in the arc of the how the album is structured, and then like what should this song be about because of where it's placed in the album, and what does the the feel of the song make me think about? And then that's when I start getting lyrics going, and then it's usually just kind of trying to fit them in, uh, having rhyme zone open, which helps. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, to get the lyrics to rhyme if I want them to rhyme. But uh, I then try to think of like kind of more metaphorical things. Uh, Boyd, I was making them up as I was writing it. But Hypnagogia and Onwards, it's like I've been like thinking of more, more metaphorical ways of trying to uh, mm-hmm. do something, but not like go too metaphorical where no one can, on the first listen through, not understand it. But mm-hmm. I try my best to like give it a little bit of depth, and so people can come back to it and like think about it. So, yeah, Got thank you, couple, Lux, for posting um, Rhyme Zone. In the- yeah, please. <laughs> I don't know if you're seeing, but people are asking what Rhyme Zone is. It's literally a website. You type in a word, and then it shows you uh, what words rhyme or close. Rhyme. Really, I didn't yes. know this was a thing. Thank I you, mean, Danny, I guess for it makes clarifying. sense. That's how fun. It's, it's really helpful. Sometimes it actually helps with the writing process because I'll see another right. word that I wasn't thinking about using. Go, oh, how can I make that into a metaphor I, here? I, if if I have a a section of like four lyrics and like they're all gonna kind of rhyme with each other, like a four lines, I always try and do the more obvious rhyme on the second pair rather than the first pair because people expect to hear the more oh. obvious rhyme during the first two lines, yeah. and then I I do the more complicated rhyme there, the less expected, and then the, the because that's the one they, they Skeleton expect. Lipstick subverting like if you're gonna say oh all the time at every turn do a rhyme, like that's an obvious one. But you instead of do right. all the time, you can make it like but we'll all just be fine. Like you do something that doesn't make Damn. as much sense for the first rhyme, but yeah. still has the and then do the more obvious one second. I, I, I always thought that was do your my recommendation do you do your harder rhymes first. Because then people will be like, What? And True. then the second rhyme, the more obvious one, they're like you know, they like Oh yeah, yeah. You, guys are, you guys I are question. teaching we have a couple questions in chat after your question. Well, all right, so th- that's really interesting. I mean, I actually kind of want to talk about some of the themes of the album, but we don't have to get into that because, like, honestly, like you're talking about the themes of the albums and trying to make everything work. I'm like, your themes are very emotional. Like, your themes they are. Like, are. Like, Goddamn, they feel very personal sometimes. Yeah, uh, I'm wondering, is there like some sort of like, do they? Is there like, do you think about like a movie you like or other songs you like or experiences you have like when you're making these albums or something that like? I remember a long time ago you mentioned an anime to me that you said has like really informed a lot of the ways you feel and I can't remember the name of the anime because I went to write it down and I don't have uh, it anymore. Probably, uh, probably five centimeters per second. That's it. That's it. Let me write that yeah. down because you mentioned five this like a year is... and a half ago and I can't yeah. remember. I couldn't Watch remember it. it. Everybody, so you good. heard it I, on Hot Takes. I recommend it to everybody in chat. It's a, it's it one more time because I have to make a note. Cause five centimeters per second. Two years ago to make. Was it? Five centimeters per second. Thank you. Really All good right. shit. Uh, made by uh, Makoto Shinkai. Everything Makoto Shinkai does is yeah. This is the one. Uh huh. Yeah. I remember you okay. mentioned this one. Interesting. Okay. Dan, we got um, a couple questions question, in chat. But if I want one. Let me knock these have, out real quick. We got yeah, a couple people question, asking about. about question, just right. real quick. Got a couple people asking about the same thing. Look, Groovy yeah, wants bad. to I'm know sorry. who the what the biggest difference for you since you started doing music full time is. And mm. on that note, and Rail wants to know if it's scary doing music for a living. Great biggest, questions. Biggest difference is uh, it's 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 just, I don't know. Like um, I'm gonna do the scary one. It can be. 
It can be, right? Um, it can be. Uh, when the vinyl shortage started happening. Ooh, true. Uh, yeah. And I have taxes coming up. Uh, and, oh no, Miami Virtual 2.0 isn't releasing until after taxes are due. Right. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Got this. Uh, by the way, uh, Miami Virtual 2.0 is just, we still have like 100 copies left. On That's right. Let's put a, a, somebody link, link it. Go buy yeah. Miami Virtual 2.0. Worth your Hell, time and money. How old Danny Boy pay his taxes? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I yes, got, we got it. I think we got that. That's we got okay. we got some vinyl collectors in chat, man. But we came to the right place. Biggest difference. Drop is, a link for um, that. And it's it's a uh, it's just you don't so like it, it it can be a kind of a positive and a negative is you can work on the music anytime you want. Um, the other thing is you got to know, but you got to learn. Don't do it too much that you'll burn yourself out. Right. That is so Good easy advice. to do when you do it full time. I I literally almost have done it like. I've done it actually like five times already. Damn. Um, I'll get into like a really big workflow and I'll be working on something every day, every day, every day, and then I'm fucking burning out and then I never finish it. And I'm like, fuck. So don't burn yourself out if you want to get into the music full time. But it's uh, it, it's nice to be able to just like, I'm at home. I can go work on this album right now. I can right. go practice that set right now. I can do all the stuff it's so convenient because you're not like at work being like I gotta fucking I gotta get home and I gotta I gotta I got got an idea I gotta write down and I I can't work on it right now I got I got I gotta I heard I heard Sade over the radio at work I gotta slow that down right now (laughs) (laughs) oh that's pretty good but yeah, that's that's where it, it, it can be easier. But you just gotta watch the burnout. Just that pace yourself. Also, answer. the other thing is uh, that I, one of the biggest things that I've learned to actually get myself because when I first started doing it, I wasn't getting up to working. I was like just laying around playing video games all day, and I was like, oh, I should probably oh. start working if I want to actually keep doing this. Get dressed every day. Don't sit around Ooh. in your underwear. Literally, just wake up, get dressed, get dressed. Great maybe advice. Put some, maybe put some shoes on. And wow. if you put the shoes on, you ain't going to be putting them up on the couch. You better not be putting the shoes on the couch. I would catch right. you, if I catch any of you guys at home putting shoes on the couch. Ooh. Hot ooh. take. Do not put your shoes. That's so interesting that you're I've like, done a way to change your mind frame is to physically change yourself a little bit. Dress yeah. up, take a shower, put on clothes. You'll feel like you're going to do You feel like you need to do, It changes the way you feel, right? You know, it's funny. It reminds me of like a quip. Uh, Kevin once said, like, he's like, get a good chair. Sit in a good oh, chair, be comfortable. He did. That was his hot take. Sit in a good chair. I and like, I remember he's like, right changes now, the whole way. he's like, changes the whole way you think. Trust me. He's like, he's like, it's the best advice I can give. But that's interesting. It's like, get a good chair, dress up, don't sit around in your underwear dirty all day, you know, do something. Like, make make it feel like a job, kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah, I read make, somewhere make it, that it, if you keep your shoes on, you'll be in like work mode. It works for me. Have a work mode and then have a. I'm I mean, walking around your house in your shoes is kind yeah. of a philistine thing to do, but it like keeps me in getting shit done mode. Yeah. Like I can't yeah. DJ with That's my socks. Like I need my it, shoes on. I don't know. It's, it's such a good point that thing. you forget, and then it when it, when you put it like that, and you and you demonstrate, you, and you said it like the like the way you say it. It just you're like everyone's like, of course. Course, I'll feel. I'll take myself more seriously this way. Yeah, you got to You got to just kick yourself in the butt. Other, other biggest fucking thing, and this is just for artists in general. Mm. And I'm looking at you, discoholic. Damn. Set oh. a deadline for your work. Damn, son. Reasonable deadline. You will never finish it if you never set a deadline. 
I'm being real. I've done that. I learned that would hit the Gagia. Okay. Really? That's right. Yeah, I was I was working that thing every day. I would get home from I was still working at that time. I would get home from work and I would just sit in the computer room for hours and hours tweaking little things on Hypnagogia. Oh man, that's and the thing, I respect right? It. And that's, then my wife that's what it gets like. How did you like, know when you were point, done though? Well, like when it didn't I, need any It's a good question. How do you know? Because I never know. It's just I it's love asking like, that question. Like, how do you know? That's where the deadline comes in. Mm, you you no. set a deadline. So you're like, let me get it to a point because you'll never make a you will never make a track perfect. You'll never make an album perfect. That's just how it is. There you guys hear that? You true. guys hear that in the chat? Hey, you no, can always do the reworks like you did. You, you can know? always come back. Oh, you like you got reworks, the that's Lunitas the artwork. I mean, everybody loves right. that. Look at Even me. the rapping song. If if you if if you if you don't like it after its release, you can always get Lunitas to do a freaking beautiful artwork for you and then release it again. Ah, uh, yeah, right. Oh my God, the artwork. Oh, their artwork. He's been, uh, Lunius Lunius is they, so they, fucking funny. Lunius has been a past guest. Yeah. Oh, he, so good. I love it. Yeah, they're love brilliant. They, they've been here before. They've been on the show. So, but, well, Dan, yeah, you, you seem like eat. you're quite a fan of uh, various different genres of music. How many hours per day do you f spend finding new music? Um, I usually do it at the gym, actually. So it's, oh, that's it's, cool. It's, okay. Oh, I just go weekly on or something like that, and or I you usually put on what now? Put on like Discover Weekly, either that okay. or Spotify. Spotify, gotcha. Yeah. It's a Discover Weekly. That's yeah, one Discover of your favorite Weekly. methods of finding new music. Gotcha. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, you okay? <laughs> Technical difficulties. Uh, I like that, and then um, uh, a friend will recommend me something, and I'll and I'll just like branch off from there. Oh, like me and my friends, okay. we sit in our our Discord and we'll just share music for like hours. Which oh is damn, wild. that's cool as shit, dude. Honestly, people that will actually listen to the songs that you send them need to get some praise those those it's people great. those tastemakers that actually like continually fuel their friends with new material and their friends that actually listen both parties really need to be appreciated um yes. soft replica is another good one um what is your opinion on spotify as an artist okay this is where the hot takes are coming in buddy this is where they're they're i don't know if up. we can handle them so obviously artists should be getting paid more than what they are on spotify okay. uh that's that's just straight up a fact true a cent or less than half a cent a play when fucking other streaming services are doing things from like three quarters to a full cent a play spotify right. you're the big one you can i want to say apple music pays the most right they do uh apple, yeah. apple music pays better uh, than spotify I, I think google Play. you know I, napster dan, dan you're you're in a bit of a unique position too you're probably like one of the most you're definitely up there at least you're probably one of the most popular vaporwave artists on spotify honestly I, you know what i mean i don't know how it happened but it happened I, yeah that's a good question how did that happen yeah title pays the most thanks Dan, Dan title does pay like, the most actually guys, no, Dan is like one of the most he's like one of the he's like the dude he's like one very of the most accessible popular spotify vaporwave artists and it's funny that you're like i don't even know how that happened is there a particular playlist that you got? Not even just like the Spotify uh, artist. Not, not even just the Spotify official playlist. I a lot just, of us I, are on that. But is there a particular got, playlist that you get a lot Vapor, of Vapor Masonic Order. Song? Thank you, I, Otto. 
because I started I started getting bigger. This is before the vaporwave playlist on Spotify. No, I'm that saying I know that you were already like Dan was already like even before we had the vaporwave and the future punk that playlist like great. helping us out, which has been great. I've on I've True. got one on the I've got one on both of those playlists, and it's like it's re- it really helps me out a lot. Um, but you were there. You had some play. You had a bunch of plays long yeah. before we had those playlists. Hey, was there a was there a playlist that you got put on by a by an influencer that really helped you a lot with that? I got into the algorithm. I don't know. Yeah, how. man, no way. did. No fucking idea. I got into it. Uh, it was putting me in a lot of people's release radars. It's putting me wow. in a lot of people's discover weeklies. I still yeah, the I material. Think, did any for the rest of us, or it did just uh, happen? So the the only thing I would say is, uh, if you're whatever you're using for distro for that kind of stuff, make sure it has an option to delay your release by a little while. Like so, like yes. put it up a month beforehand is what I suggest. Oh, because that is you, like such a good advice that i never follow put it up until a like recently put it up put it up on the distro a month still haven't followed yet <laughs> um because if you do that then it gives it a chance to be sent to the editor's playlists that oh, helps a shit wow. it also helps it get into people's discover weeklies and onto their radios yeah that's apparently a big thing is releasing oh. in advance like i didn't even realize that had to Damn. be a month advance yeah, i have never i've always time, i think yeah. this is a problem and it's a problem with me maybe a problem with other people too which is like i'm so anxious once i do something I just release it right away like, right. i want to put it out there i want to I, be able to hear it They're like i do this dumb thing where i'm like just put it out there release tomorrow get on the street right. you don't want to do that you don't want to I've do sort that. of I've announced heard mil- i've heard it a million times yes. i can't because right right now I, I i'm looking actually at my artist spotify thing right now and it was like I, I uploaded this album that's coming out later yes. this month. I got an album this month. Miami version uh, 2.0. No, 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 no. Just kidding. No, that no, that's something else. You that, that one's already out. Uh, it's a uh, release uh, for, for the vinyl. It's a uh, it's a uh, Electric Elevator 2 is coming out. Second floor. You gotta say second floor. <laughs> uh, Electric Elevator 2. <laughs> second Ooh. floor. It's a MIDI jams kind of album. So Ooh. Uh, influence a little bit of eyeliner. Attention. A nice. little bit influenced Ooh. by some eyeliner stuff. Um, I wouldn't say it's exactly like eyeliner. Kills I love that kind of stuff, dude. Kill. And you're really good at that too. I've heard your shit. It's good. So we got. It's a little bit more closer to that. It's a little bit. I, I took a lot of influences from my smooth jazz stuff. Whatever. But uh, I I I uploaded that thing back in uh, March, uh, wow. March 25th or something like that. Unreal. I uploaded it, and I had to push the release date back because of the Miami Virtual Two thing because I, I just got told about it. But um, yeah, like I got told about it like uh like three weeks beforehand or something. I was like, oh, we're gonna do it on this day because they finally got the vinyl in, and it's like, oh, so I pushed it back. But I've been having it on there since March, and it's releasing in May nineteenth, so it's been in on here for okay, perfect wow. timing. Like two months almost. I'm just like Jesus Christ. Just I I've been like I want it to be out already. I want it to be out already. That little bit of patience. Gotta have patience. Get it on to that. You got that, guys? Playlists and shit. Di underscore ZZ says, "Are you going to tour?" Probably not. It's kind of difficult, you know. I imagine it's you know, guys. I think that the thing that we all don't realize is like it's really hard to tour as a DIY artist, particularly mm-hmm. as a vaporwave DIY artist. Right. No matter you have how to, like, book all you the are, venues no matter yourself. how successful you appear to people, like it's still like that's just how you appear. This is a job. It's very hard for these guys to get out here. Like I know, like as someone who sets up these terminally chill events, like I have to, I have to work really hard to get people to come out to it. Um, I have to work really hard to get my friends to come play it because it's hard for them to get out here. You know what I mean? And I, fortunately, uh, you know, sometimes I have connections with like Airbnbs that I can set people up at that I don't have to pay for. Or sometimes I even have like hotel vouchers that I've gotten from my job because I travel sometimes for it. So like I've been able to like help people out 
like, you know, Disco and Jeff who came recently, I could help them out. You know what I mean? I can get them set up. And it really helps too, the fact that with Terminally Chill, like I'm a resident there at these clubs, so I don't have to pay for the venues. You know what I mean? But if I had right. to pay for these venues, if I had to pay for all this stuff, like right. it, be, it would not be Terminally Chill. You know what I mean? It was wouldn't happen. Like, despite the fact that it is a pretty successful show that, or a party that we do, I do it regularly, like every other month sometimes, most of the time. And it's re- it's successful, but it's not that successful. It maybe appears that way, but like a lot of, you know, I have to market, I have to promote it, I have to market right. it, I have to like help the, make, sure, make sure my friends get to come here and are have a nice time and are taken care of when they're here and are paid afterwards. And like, you know, like it's hard to tour. I can't imagine how people set up these tours. You know, you need like a whole record label behind you. We, you know, we were gonna, we I was gonna try to do one like um a last year I was gonna try to do one with yeah. some people. It just fell through mostly because I yeah. I didn't feel comfortable doing it. That's, that's a time. goddamn and nightmare. That's why I mean I know some these, people setting like, up a tour right now and it's just like God the venue owners are the worst. Well, that's the thing. That's why when we do these shows or these parties or whatever, it's like very special. It's almost like you know how like certain like things are like they only tour when there's a convention or they only play at a convention or at like a festival like that's kind of what it's like for us too like we can only really play at like a convention style or a festival well, or a specific yeah, party we can't really tour like you have to come out and see us when we play there's live more, because there's we can't more to do it, it than just the touring part of that for like so like the reason why like i like doing like more fest stuff yeah is because we're internet musicians yeah mm-hmm. so our audience isn't localized in a location we are Jeez. spread like everywhere correct i got i got listeners in freaking uzbekistan like god dang like i don't like it shows me on my fucking on my spotify and stuff like that like my most popular cities and stuff like that but at the end of the day it's like well it's like a fucking it's like la new york i ain't i ain't touring like cross country that's expensive as fuck yeah, yeah but dude, especially because everything's so the thing spread out on the West Coast. Chill, the way I had to work it was that I have to, you have to market it A as a party. It's a lot easier to get yeah. people to come to a party than True. it is to come to a show. To a show yeah. And also, at a party, you can show up anytime you want between the 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. time, and we'll all be on stage probably. Like, you're not going to miss anybody, and we're yeah. all going to we usually rotate off and on for who's playing or Good DJing. Point. So, like, you could come with a show it's like well, if i don't get there at this time i'm gonna miss everything no no you come anytime and that really opens up the amount of people you can get to come to the party because to come to your event because now they don't have to worry about a time schedule either they, they have right. a five hour fucking window to see all the people they want to see a lot or they're just someone who wants to go out dancing yeah, this seemed like an interesting thing and they're just going to come and and then they'll be enter- they'll be amused you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I found that time. like it's been a lot easier to build the following for Terminally Chill in the tri-state area of Philadelphia, you know, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, yeah. uh, and, and even a little bit in New York. People people drive down from New York City a lot too. I have like a group of people that always come down for that. Is by doing it in that format. You know what I mean? And that that kind of helps people out. And uh, but I don't know if I could do shows all the time. If I could call it a show all the time, it wound up a war. Especially when you have to be your own agent. Damn, like. Oh yeah, I don't have an agent. But what I'm saying is, you can I've got, I've got an I'm offers, also saying that uh... Dan, you can come to Philadelphia. You'll be fine. <laughs> He's got a hotel vouchers. You'll you should fine. go. I got you here. You, or you can come to San, or Sacramento, and Agnes will take, take care of you there. Uh, so that's a good time. But anyway, Isaac's been to that one. Isaac's done that one before. But it's Dan, is just you are uh, you are boring quite... in general though. Too much, too very hard to organize that. I don't know how people do it. Dan, you've got quite the vocal talent, sir. Do you karaoke? And if so, what is your go-to karaoke song? I do not karaoke. What? <laughs> I don't. All right. Care. If I, you could karaoke, uh, what I, would be your go-to karaoke song? Oh, I gotta think about that. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I have no idea off the top of my head. Oh man. 
I gotta think about some classics. I gotta think about some classics. I have no idea. I have no idea. Would you sing new metal, perhaps? Or no, no, no. Come on, Probably, man. I've, I know I've, you can I've, rap. Oh uh, no, no, no. I'm not that good at it. I, I've I've only gotten better with it, but I am not that great at it. But uh, I'm trying Fair to think like, what I what I would do. Maybe something a little bit. I'm hearing "Kiss from a Rose" and the Pokemon theme song. I was song. about to say "Kiss from a Rose." I, I literally was like looking. I was like looking at my like screen over here, like trying to think of some like something. Citizen I would, Bone like, first time chat what? says he would sing the Fresh Prince theme. Oh, I can. Yeah, I would definitely do that for fucking sure. You have drawn a lot. I mean, first you time could do. Uh, I mean, you could do. Uh, you know, Third Eye Blind. You kind of already do that in the song anyway. You know. <laughs> Right, but um, I mean, in, in West Philadelphia, born and raised on a playground is where I spent most of my days, chilling out, relaxing, relaxing, all cool. I was shooting some b-ball outside of school when a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got in one little fight, and my mom got scared and said, "You're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air." I'm not gonna do the whole thing, but that was great. We, that was, so I was, I was, I was spoken wording i love it, it but well it. it was once again it was done through your sensibilities there you go just like when you do any other form of art my friend in west philadelphia born rate no I'm now you got to do it as kermit the frog wow in west, in west philadelphia born and raised <laughs> I, that's the closest i can do to a kermit <laughs> you're the frog. right i bet you're wondering how i got here is dan, dan mason if you were a muppet do you think you'd be kermit the kermit of vaporwave <laughs> no 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 Wow! I mean, no. I, I do have a frog in my throat sometimes when I sing. <laughs> hey, man! Serious question: <laughs> You have your favorite sounds in synth, like marimba and pan flute. What yeah, are your least yeah. favorite sounds? What ruins a song for you? Oh man! Ah, oh, a bad brass patch is just the worst thing. Oh, ever. like that canned uh, tinny like, horn sound? No, I like that one actually. But um, okay, I'll take uh, it. sometimes there's some uh, some brass patches that just like. What the fuck are they trying to do? Any fucking patch that does a fifth automatically. A I fifth. hate them. Damn. Well, somebody it, just it plays that it fresh plays the root note and a fifth at the same time. Oh, someone fucking clips me doing the fresh oh, In rail, can you please translate? <laughs> I don't what? I don't speak what did he uh, ask? I don't, No, I, I don't speak um music theory, so um I'll need an example, I guess. <laughs> a a uh, brass fifth, with uh, a fifth. Uh well yeah, maybe. Wait a minute, are you talking like about ska music? Cause I can get behind no. that. No, no, no. Um, I'm like so. What I'm talking about is there's some synths. They'll any actually any synth that makes a chord. If you play it, okay. it plays I'll a chord it. instead of just naming a single note. I hate that. Hate that so much. Mm. Let me make the chord. Damn it. Let me make the chord. <laughs> right. So. Fair. But uh, horn. I I'm not saying I hate all horns. I'm just saying sometimes a bad brass patch is worse than you think it is. Like it, Dan it Mason. Can you think of an album or a song that you think everyone needs to hear at least once? An album that everybody needs to hear, this is actually one of my favorite albums of all time, uh, is uh, Brave Little Abacus, Just Got Back from the Discomfort, Discomfort, mm. We're All Right. Oh, uh, I have to look that one up. It. Okay. Yeah, let me let me see if I can find that one. It's, it's Midwest Emo, but it's... One of the craziest production albums I've ever heard in my I've life. I've never heard it before. Uh, and it is some of the best songwriting I've ever heard in my life. Damn. Okay. A Brave Little Abacus. Yeah, brave if you can link it in chat, that would be extremely helpful. But no pressure. We have a lot of avid here's a, here's a chatters that will probably help us with that. But uh, that, that one is 
very mm. very appreciative I, re I just recommend any producer who wants to do like especially anybody who wants to like do something fucking wacky like or really like crazy and like learn how to flow songs into each other that yeah. album fucking okay cool. okay you got my attention now i, I do Ooh. appreciate a, a concept album where all the songs kind of it yeah, could be it, one it, track if you wanted it to be and it, and it carries themes like over mm. and over it's it's great um uh only other Very one cool. i would recommend uh everybody should listen to is the near automata soundtrack or the near, near replicant automata album. soundtrack near or, near or replicant. near replicant Very those okay. two those two some of the craziest fucking writing i've ever heard interesting okay cool some of the most beautiful music i've ever heard i gotta i gotta check all these out now yeah, yeah, I'm giving you a list. I'm, I'm sending you home with a laundry list here, buddy. So, uh, you link really us to are. The I mean, I, I'm, 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 I've already got the four man thing uh, popped up over here, and I'm going to get to add these things to it, too, now. Question for uh, I, you, Dan, I, as well. Is there such thing, in your opinion, as objectively bad music? And if you think there is, I'd like an example, please. <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. I feel like... Even if it's like really bad, it can be still enjoyable. Like if it's something even like, like so like, technically like on a, like a, not on like at a technical level, not like technical like oh it's not complicated or something like that, but okay. like on a like this isn't music that I would normally listen to or something like that. Even then, it can be at least interesting. I don't think there's really anything like usually technically bad. About I agree it. with that. I agree it's with just, that. It's more just like. It, it can be a little like you know poorly put together i think anything that's like just not coming from the like you know anything that's just boring is bad music. okay boring is anything bad that's a good answer anything that's just like just like just like, like even the weirdo albums that are like considered outsider music like that one Farrah, well, um, whatever album like are considered yeah. classics to many people uh, um, uh you, the, the track my pal foot foot fucking yeah lambs. by um deer hoof right yeah <laughs> no uh, who was it uh i think it was deer hoof wasn't it my my pal my was it my pet maybe foot it foot? was a maybe it was a cover by deer hoof it probably was a cover it's by the shags originally oh, the by sh the shags covered by deer hoof wow i you heard it on that hot link. i will put that in there wow. yeah so the shags is another good example of outsider music i mean was it considered bad at the time by popular culture probably well, probably yeah is it really but bad not really it's interesting. It's just a kind a, of a uh, path. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, I've got a lot of Jan deck all the time. What's what's the name of that guy? He did he he did like oh god, what is his name? Go on. Corey Feldman had an album, I think. Yeah, yeah. We've discussed Corey Feldman. You sound like me forgetting things. Who who was the yeah. one? Who, there was somebody on here who was talking about the Corey Feldman album. Uh, that album about like not listening to it. Yeah. Who was talking about Corey Feldman album? It might have been. Who was remember? It no, it wasn't Bay Bearer. Yeah, no, it wasn't that long ago. I, I feel like it was. I don't remember. It'll come to me eventually. But I remember one of our buddies was talking about that silly, calling it. I had some uh, things to say about that album. But I can't. I can't even think of like a like a track. I want to say it was Vincent remembers again. It maybe I'm wrong. Can you think um, of an objectively good album? Like nobody can say shit Wait. about it. Oh, nobody can say shit about it. I know yeah, people will say shit about Brave Little Advocates because the guy's got a little bit of a whiny voice, <laughs> and I, I see what people come with that. Uh, objectively good album, uh, Seal 1994. That one. I love that album. Uh, I know George is a huge fan of that album. Oh, very much I so. I literally, I cannot find a track on there that I've, I've heard somebody say, like, not like they, they hate that, like, one track. I, I haven't found... A, anything on there like someone who hates all the tracks on that album ever right 
like I show that album to people and it's just like oh there's oh I like this one crazy like, how much know? it inspired yeah freaking that album is so good I mean I got it I got it because it had kiss from a rose on it I was like oh yeah I know this song right. I've yeah, I mean, sampled this there, song there was there was a period where George like only wore that fucking seal shirt yeah. all the time I remember <laughs> that, <laughs> that. Um, that's a strange one but that album from start to finish is a fucking is a jam great great oh. Great stuff. Really great, recommend. great lyric writer too. Actually, yeah, like, really, yes. that's like the other thing about Seal is like the lyrics are his lyrics are phenomenal. Not just like lyrical in like a poetic sense, but lyrical flow. It, it just works beautifully. It's, all together. He's We're slowing just... together abstract sentences the it, whole time on like almost every song he's ever written. Uh, my favorite track of that album is uh probably Dream uh, Dreaming of Metaphors. I just like yeah, I just like the, I think it's seven four or whatever, and it's like just that rhythm in it just fucking flows it's just like speaks to you on every level hey i want to ask you a question really quick speaking of rhythm and vocal rhythms do you actually plan out your vocal melodies or are you just, just i uh, guess how they should be i kind of like feel it i guess it really? kind of improvise it um when i first like make a song i kind of improvise mm -hmm. it and if i don't like it i come back and re redo it uh -huh. or i tweak it a little bit as i as i continue writing on the album yeah. so I, I i don't like fully plan it out but i usually hear it in my head or i start singing it when I, oh, uh, okay. I and always that, that that comes from years of doing improvisation and shit. Oh, that so. makes that makes, makes a lot sense. of sense of what you're saying. Yeah, it does. I always find that I will type out, tap out my my lyrical melodies on yeah. keys, like do, 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 and then sing over top of it, and then yeah. get rid of the wow. get that, rid of the that's thing. A good way of doing it. And get rid of it. The the, the, the type thing I typed out, the, the notes yeah. I typed out. I just sing over the notes I made. I've, I've done that too. I've made like the backing track and then I'm like, oh, there's like a little melody on like a on a background thing here. I'll follow that with my voice. Yeah, I've done that. Wow. So, yeah. So that's that's that is a good way of doing it. This so. is fascinating as somebody that does not make music to hear about this. <laughs> so um, what's the band? Hey, I have a question. What's a band or style of music? I'm going to do like an Isaac style question right now. <laughs> What's a band or style of music that you're just like, you don't like it at all, you've tried, you're like, I don't like this. What What is a, either a band or style of music? Ooh, um, I'm not a huge fan of just like pure harsh noise. I know that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But that I know a lot of people agree with that. I know a lot of people will disagree on that. Mm -hmm. But like, I know like obviously on an entry level, I get it. I get where it's coming from. Yeah, really you like get it, it, but you don't like it. Right. That's the only thing. That's the only thing is like I, I can't like fully hate something because I. No, of course it. not. I'm trying of to course. think. Of course. It's like stuff. you can appreciate it, but you don't want to jam Mare's Bow. Yeah. <laughs> like don't it's like that, that one film that you saw one time it disturbed you and you're like, all right, I'm glad I saw it. I don't want to see mm. it again. Not not again. I'm trying to think. Of, there's like something. I know a lot of people give Electro Swing hate, but I I don't hate Electro Swing. <laughs> oh, you don't. I don't hate Electro Swing. Oh, I don't love it. I don't love it, but it's it's like whatever. I know hey, man, get you're on that you're, one. you're a diplomat. I I take it. I appreciate that. I'm literally just looking at my fucking page. Why am I looking at my fucking Spotify page? It's gonna show me <laughs> music genres I like. Show you music you like. <laughs> I'm like what, what the fuck? I'm trying to think of like some, there was something that I was listening to that was just like I. No, because I, I found stuff that I like. I was gonna say some hyper pop, but okay, it's more so, it's more so I can't get into a hundred gex. Other hyper pop, I love. Yeah, I feel the same way. Actually, hundred gex is like I have. No, I feel like a hundred gex is like like kind of jokey. I feel like they're not really trying to be well, serious. Maybe you I'm, know it starts off with trying to be jokey, and now it becomes they're one of the biggest bands in the world. You know what I mean? 
But yeah. I will actually agree with Dan on this one in that I like a lot of hyperpop and listen to a lot of hyperpop. Yeah. And I find that I don't really listen to much 100 Gex. But it was I my way in. That's the other I thing, too. Tried. It was the first one I heard. And then I think it was the first one a lot of people heard. And they're always probably going to be the most popular one because of that. Uh, but I, I actually right. kind of so agree with Dan in that I'm not really into it. And I've tried many times. Like, I listen I like, to Sophie, and I'm like, holy shit, Sophie's oh, here. Or like well, the PC music like, stuff. Oh, okay, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. We're like moving. That's like brilliant. This is like stuff that is brilliant stuff. But like there's like a lot of uh, other hyperpop that's not quite as well known that I, I, I've gone into. Sure, but yeah. uh, DM me some shit. I would love to hear something. A lot of I like SoundCloud stuff. Would, would, would uh, Pink Panthers count as hyperpop? Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. I yeah. love Pink Panthers. I guess got, I need to check her out. I keep hearing good things about her. Frank Javsey got me into Pink Panthers. Frank. She's fantastic. Oh, love Frank. Such an enigma. Frank, Frank Jassy, he's, 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 he's a sweet, he's a sweet boy. He Frank Jassy, former. He's uh, he can throw down one hell of a uh, '90s house DJ set too. Hey, oh, you saw him in like the house party. We did a uh, terminally chill with our. Uh, uh, I hope you did. Frank over that man can I DJ. He has I, the I, weirdest decks I've ever seen, was, but he can DJ very well. He was, he was so fun. We we spent the whole day walking around in Davis. We did. It was when ter- when the quarantine ended, and it was terminally chill NorCal's first event back right. so i flew down for it uh with with uh, agnes and uh and frank and we had a, a wonderful party we threw a wonderful party oh i believe it great day walking around davis california mm. you got to check out the new venue man it's pretty good golden bear is uh oh yeah now that we've moved it from davis to sacramento i hear the yeah, golden it's, a, bear it's a good is, venue is wonderful. i haven't been to it yet shout out fantacat big love shout out fantacat Shout out uh, Dr. Fantacat. I believe she'll be finishing her Doctor? Yeah. Congratulations, well, I Dr. Think so. Fantacat. You know she's a neuroscientist, She's right? such a bad <laughs> bitch, dude. She's oh, winning she's on every charge. single that's different she's plane. she's in charge of Terminally Jill NorCal. Like, Fuck yeah, the dude. the only person Does who she could ever sleep? possibly be in control of it. You Dr. have to, like, to, man, to run these parties and to organize this shit and to get things done, like, you kind of have to have a weird amount of discipline that's, like... yeah. And and so like she she's like has that discipline and you have to have to be, you have to a be a big weirdo and an insane person who's into crazy music and just an odd character but you also have this weird kind of discipline that comes from like well I have like you know the educate the, the cutthroat world of like you know, graduate education shit you know what I mean and it really right. just helps you like organize this stuff and keep things it. together and you like guys take have to care claw of people. your way into the whatever position you're in and in the labor world. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, so you're well trained for. I met her. She really wanted to learn how to DJ and wanted to learn how to do the things, these things. And I showed her just a little bit of DJing, and then she like immediately went off on her own and got her own shit. And like, you know what though? That that sort of discipline is the same sort of discipline that a lot of the more successful vaporwave artists have. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Dan gets shit done. Dan knows yeah. how to organize all this stuff. He puts his clothes on before he does the making his music. <laughs> you know what I mean? He doesn't put but his shoes on the couch. Up, that like kind of separates the wheat from the chaff. Let True. me tell you, when Disco and Jeff came down, like man, oh man, they had their shit ready to go. They had like the flights cool. ready. They knew they they learned DJs within an hour. Very cool. Yeah, but it's really funny because like you can be the most organized person in the world who takes stuff seriously, and then you can be Jeff and be like, "Fuck, I left the USB." On yeah, my, you have to find my... a way to roll with the <laughs> punches. Yeah. Jeff left his USB on the goddamn counter before he got on the plane, and so we were like download, re-downloading all his music. On, oh like, in, like, no! We had to do it, and like Disco, it was like was like downloading it all his computer. We had to. He's like, some of these tracks aren't playing because I like oh, they're all downloaded terrible. from like YouTube. 
uh, like we had to reformat stuff like a few minutes before the show. So, you know, but because they're, we're all professionals, we're able to troubleshoot this shit right, right before the, the doors open. You, know you got to show up at those venues like three hours early. I swear to God. No, you have no time. They're not going to let you in three hours early. You I'm exaggerating you a little bit. He's like fucking Bruh. cutting lemons and shit. He doesn't want you in there yet. He's going to be like, go fuck yourself. Come back here. You have an hour. You have an hour. You don't be get in three uh, hours. Dude. My favorite thing was uh, when I was in a post-rock band, we used to have to like fucking switch out everybody's gear, everybody's drum kit, everybody's bass amp within five minutes. It was fucking wow. Nuts. Oh my so God, when I'm people so are complaining about switching their DJ decks out, you're like, anymore. damn, you amateurs. <laughs> oh, switching a DJ deck out? Yeah. Try moving an entire drum kit in five minutes oh, on the no. next band. Well, I will say that, like, I know in the Davis, California, North Terminal Chill, NorCal, like, all, like, the speakers and all this equipment is, like, in a closet, and, like, you have to open it up and set up everything. Oh, but that's yeah. nothing compared to, like, drum sets, guitars, amplifiers, and fuck, fucking... man, I can't believe Respect. that shit. Because I used to be in bands as well. Do that. And you get I good can't at believe it. I used to do that all right. the time for nothing. You get a system. It's, it's so funny because, like, when you're. Cause I, cause like I learned how to like properly wrap up cables and stuff like that, so they don't get tangled and so yeah. they don't freaking fray and break easily. But when you're getting off that station, hurry! You don't give a shit. You're just fucking wilding it up, putting it in the bag, right. wilding it up, putting it in the bag. Hoping you don't forget something. Fix it later. The next band's coming on. They're the headliner. I gotta, I gotta get the fuck out of here. They came all the way from Atlanta or something. I gotta get the fuck out of here. Right. Yeah, they all came all the way from Atlanta to play for ten people. Like, I get the fuck out of here and let yeah, them have get the fuck out of here. Let the band play. They don't want to be up this late. <laughs> right. Man, let me tell you, like that's a hard thing. Like we go back to touring. Like I remember, um, you know, I remember my like like as skeleton lipstick. I occasionally get like messages from people who are bands who are touring that want like somebody from Philadelphia to, to play with them. And like these poor kids are like doing these tours and they're going so poorly and they're like making so little money. And like, I remember one of them was like, you know, I like felt so bad for them. I'm like, you guys can stay in my apartment. It's fine. This is back when I lived in like a studio and I let them stay there and they parked their car in like a handicap zone. They didn't even realize it and they got towed. Oh, and so like, no. not only did no one come, not only did, because I remember they came, it was like a Wednesday and they're like, this could be a big show. And I'm like, well, it's raining it's and winter and it's Wednesday. And like, I can right. only get so many of my friends to pay $20 for this thing. So probably not friends, but you can stay in my place. But then they got their car True. towed and like, like man, Philadelphia like chewed them up and spit them out. Like it's so hard. I'm told to it does. Biggest, biggest disappointment I ever had when I did uh, post rock. There's this venue in Orlando called uh, called. There's it's like a double thing. It's like got the social in one place and then called the back. Uh, I think it's called like back rooms or something like that. I, I yeah. forget. I, I, it's been a while, but it was like uh, it was like a big place to play for any local band. It's like oh, we're gonna play there. We were playing on a fucking Sunday at four o'clock in the afternoon. What oh, the fuck? The brunch That's time. disrespectful. Oh, no. <laughs> and and we were playing, and the band that was playing there was like all pissed off because like nobody came. It was literally yeah, just right? our friends there, and that was it. And it was just yeah. like they were all pissed off. The drummer of that band was a super nice guy. I would love to find that guy again. Super nice. But the the lead guy was such a dick about it all. Sadly, oh, I get why he was upset. Like, cause he's all the way out here. I don't know where they were from. I think they were from like the West Coast or something. Oh, but that's like, a long way. I was like, "What, bro? Why are you why Why are you doing a show on a Sunday at four o'clock in the afternoon, right. man? Like that at four o'clock yeah, in the afternoon? You gotta just do the things because you love it. If you're gonna do this, yeah. like, you made it's like it's like, dude, you made the decision to come out here. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? That's how I always felt. I don't think he out. had a manager. I think he was setting up his own shows. Of so. course, yeah, of he course. was planning you his own tour himself. Up. You chose your choice. <laughs> you could have done a smaller place. Damn. So. Oh, e, you know it's already 1051. 
shit. Yeah, I was like, do we have another question in the chat? Do you guys want to sound? Another oh, question we do chat. have one. Let's Di underscore zz says, "Will you ever release more merch?" Really looking forward to oh, Dan yeah. Mason uh, jars. I'd love to get some Dan Mason jars. <laughs> Maybe that one might be a funny one to do. Yeah, I've always wanted to do fanny packs. I don't no, know. You should. Uh, yeah. The time. Fire tools. Fire tools has a really oh, cool fanny does. pack. Yeah, she does. And it's like okay, so it's um, got like her face angel, inside. Angel. It. Angel sent me one of these uh, fanny packs. And Danny it's really cool. Uh, it's, it's got like amazing like little designs on the outside, and when you unzip it, it open it up. It's got like Angel's face, like with her like <laughs> like looking at you, right? Like yeah, what like, are her, you looking her, like, at? I know, I know the exact clothes you're talking about. Inside the fanny pack, and it was so fun. I wore it to like some EDM festivals, and uh, I love fire tools. Me too. I love asking her dumb questions uh, just to get her reaction. Tools, it's great. Uh, another an Angel, another previous guest on the show who's been on the show before, Angel. Yeah. If somebody yes, can find Angel the Dan GIF, put it in the Danny pack. Ooh, ooh, and Angel, who, who, who of course, uh, mastered my Polymath Vampire album. So, yes. Huge shout out to uh, Angel once again. She's a great math master. Friend of the show and great master as well. If, if you can find the Dan Mason zooming in on the face slowly GIF, put that on the inside of the Danny pack. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I don't you know what I'm talking it. about. You I haven't? I don't know how to link it. I'm going to find it, it before. late one night, weeks from now, and I'm going to send it to you. But for now, I can't find it anywhere. It's funny. <laughs> I got to see this one. I wish Christ was in here. He probably knows exactly where it is. <laughs> well, fellas, I guess we are rounding out the last five to ten minutes of the show. At this point, we typically like to give the floor to our, you know, dignified guest. Let them kind of say what they want, shout out anyone they want, uh, promote themselves, anything you want to say, um, or if you want to uh, you know, address any questions that we missed in chat, you have the floor, sir. Well, I got some hot, hot takes. Oh my gosh. Hottest takes you ever seen. Nah, wow. Uh, the hot take, y'all are great people. I think you're all fantastic. <sighs> Uh, yes. Takes one to know one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. No, uh, promotion stuff. Uh, uh, I got Electric Elevator 2 Second Floor coming out uh, May 19th. Electric so Elevator 2 Second that's, Floor. That's going to be a self-release. If you like MIDI jams, if you like eyeliner kind of style shit, come check that out. It's a little bit more playful, a little bit more goofy, not so much on the sad side of things. I just... Like I added another. I mean, I made this style before, but I'm throwing another one into the pile of styles that I like to do. Um, I have Miami Virtual 2.0 vinyl still available on mypetflamingo.com. Check that out. It's on. It's also if you can't find very it, cool, check my cool. Twitter. It's literally the first top uh, post. You can just check it there. <coughs> um, I think somebody posted it earlier too. But uh, check out the new EP, the Mallsoft EP I got on the there. Uh, we still have uh, I'm not going anywhere vinyl available. Nice. Uh, on a band, uh, business casual, so you can check that out too. But other than that, uh, I'm happy the scene is still thriving. I'm happy yeah. to see new people still entering the scene. This, this Absolutely. Scene's great. The uh, kids are all right. The kids, the kids are all right. Doing, they're just doing fine. Just talking they're with doing... Lux about this uh, new, like, breakbeat type spin on Vaporwave that people like Simple Beat. Syrup and a hero and um, a handful oh, of other people yeah, have been that's a whole working thing, on. It's it? like, 
why is there no name for this genre yet? Like, what, yeah, so like, what I, I know what you're talking about. Vapor. Like, so basically, it's like simple syrup and then uh, patch notes and yeah, Go like, and uh, an yeah. a hero and yeah. It's, um, I, I like listen to Ace Free once. Doing it, I mean, it's definitely okay. kind of inspired, inspired by a spear. Esprit, yeah, and but I also sheets. I think about like satin sheets as to being one of like the first artists that I remember oh, hearing yeah. kind of Ma- doing that. Max 1080 or whatever his side project was. Uh, just just two more shout outs here. Oh, two sorry, more sh- sorry, I, man. I saw I saw Enrail in the chat. Shout out to Enrail. Love Enrail. That's a friend of the show cool. right there. Yes. Slamming. Everyone Slammin'. get Enrail's new record, by the way. Please. Also check check out uh, Seth Nova's new fucking record. Oh Seth yes, on Nova. Business Casual. Yeah. Want Somebody like- want to link that. That's chat. on Business Casual, and it's a great album. I, Business I Casual well. never lets anyone down. I because swear John has the greatest taste in music. There are some great labels. <laughs> Business Casual never fails. Yeah, it's like because John's like got the greatest you, ear for everything. He's just everything is complex and interesting that he picks. He accepts, and he accepts a lot of demos, True. but he knows how to wait through them and find something that's interesting and good to share with people yeah correct like it is like a tremendous yeah it's it's he's he's the man like he's the guy he's the guy that determines the taste in my opinion and is the best taste maker around that i've ever really even ever met honestly in general that's not just a vaporwave i'm not even fucking around like this isn't just vaporwave he's, this he's is like he's, just in general like John, he's, been he's pretty fucking fan take a look at the tracks he samples he samples everything and also oh, yeah. get a uh, go listen to his new album too, which oh, is oh AD is so oh, fucking yeah. good. Listen oh, to the uh, slime wire. He was like, "Dude, I think Vaporwave is dying," and then releases the most fire album. Yeah, but like it's that sort of anxiety about the end of things that is like almost in everything he's ever fucking done. Like, of course he's saying, "Well, Vaporwave's gonna end. It's gonna it's over." You and know, but that's like John, damage. and that honestly, without that, it wouldn't be the same. You know what I mean? It, it, without that outlook, which I kind of have too. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I get very anxious about like the end of things as well. I think about death constantly. My whole body's covered in mental mores. Um, so, like, I get it, and honestly, I think that's what makes the music so good that he makes, and also the music he chooses so interesting because everything has to be very important because the end is right around the fucking corner. Literally, I think like almost every album by him is about the end being right around. Yeah, the corner. I feel <laughs> like, which is important. This one was really on. So this one was so, like, really like everything on you the do show. has to be great. Everything you pick has to be great. It's important. Everything's, favorite, everything's important that way. Go ahead. My favorite Sorry. thing about about the new uh, uh, Christ album is uh for the hell sections yes pick songs i don't know if he did this on purpose or not but those are songs when i used to work retail used to play overhead all the fucking really time. oh Fascinating. man and i was just like i'm in hell i'm back in retail oh, i'm in no. fucking hell <laughs> <laughs> i'm Nicely like he did done. it Christ. He did it. <laughs> yeah. also i'm real I, you you were taking a little pee pee i guess when you were you're going to <coughs> your mute your album slam dude everyone buy it Everybody go buy right Very now. Very skilled guy. Go buy it right now. Very good friend of the show. Yeah. Uh, and real Chris, previous um, guest. Christ, also uh, previous guest. And Bone talking about Christ. Oh, yeah. I love, I love all, all the best people have been on Hot Takes or will be on. No, they're, everybody's the best. We have so many best people to get to. You know what I mean? Right, like, but I'm biased. There's so many best people to get to. There's so many people that we have yet to get to that like we know we need to get to you. And we are you are going to get out here eventually. We just can't do everybody right away. You know what I mean? Like, we got to like... Like I, I gotta can't catch wait to, them like, all. I can't wait. To, I personally can't wait. To, I want. I can't wait to get kick it Randy on here at some point because, like, I, I'm honestly. Almost wait a minute, home Randy I know or 3D I'll Blast just, Randy? 
Both, but I was thinking 3D blastering because I just know that I'm going to be cracking up the whole time. And like, I'm like, I need to save Randy for a little while because I'm, this is going to be too much fun. Um, I want to save that. You know, I want to save the fun. Dan, uh, did you have anything else you wanted to say before I? Uh, maybe with Frank, couple. I'm trying to save the fun a little bit. You know, no, I want to let I want to let Skelly finish us out. So. Um, Miami Virtual 2.0 uh, vinyl, just make sure to grab that. I'm not going anywhere vinyl, make sure to grab that. Uh, keep your ears out. I'm trying to get Void and Hypnagogia represses. So I know ooh. a lot of people ask me about this. Oh, you know people will snatch talking, those up. I'm talking to some people, so don't worry about it. Good. Don't worry about That's the fuck it. I'm doing. All right. Oh, so I see uh, I see Virtual 94 in the chat right now. Shout out Virtual What's up, 94, Virtual 94? Who, who sets up? I mean, go to their uh, Instagram right now uh, just so you can see all the amazing events and shows that they have planned. They are doing things constantly. They're making moves constantly. They've been on the show before as well. They I, I, I've never seen a more uh, proactive label in my entire life doing so many different types of things and so many different scenes as well. So please go to their Instagram and uh, check out what they have planned. And also, the Virtual 94, who also provides the chill station at every Terminally Chill we do, which has video games, video art to play with, and then also all the Virtual 94 merchandise that you need to purchase is going to eat at those shows as well. So uh, shout out Virtual 94 since I see you in the chat. Out. Philadelphia, represent. Anyway, um, my turn. I do some shout outs. Let okay. me have you finish so, up if that's okay. Okay, so. Because I uh, want you to tell us, I want you to tell us who the next guest is going to be. Do you mind if I do okay, my bit first? It's short. Oh, fine. Then you do your bit. Sure. So you know we got uh, we got an upcoming uh, live stream event that uh, Luxury Elite's going to be participating in. My partner, I did a set for Lux Luxury Elite mixed by Young Shiro. Don't know when it's going to drop. Hopefully soon. Luxury Elite as mixed by Young Shiro. Keep your ear to the ground. Coming up in the uh, the virtual space here. Hopefully in the next couple months. Uh, if you know when it's going to happen, Lux, please correct me in the chat. I am I am willing to be corrected. Uh, got a. Uh, vapor trap set i just finished up uh whoever wants it can have it i've uh, nice. got a couple takers in my uh, inboxes my my dm's just saying for your next live stream event you can have this vapor trap set i just put in the can you know just casually lying around uh got some great live events coming up here pretty soon for young shiro some in the local area where i'm at opening for some local talent and of course a uh tour i'm going to be participating in coming up can't say too much about the tour but Coming up in uh, early August, got a couple dates. I'm going to be playing, uh, opening for some friends. Uh, don't want to, don't want to say a whole whole lot, but uh, some friends of the show, some people in chat, wow. opening for um, in the, uh, the, uh, the the general area. Very excited nice. about that. Um, and then of course, um, hopefully some uh, some other bigger events coming up here later on this year that uh, that we may or may not have uh, information about. So if uh, if you would like to see me in, um, I don't know, uh, Lexington, Louisville, Nashville, um, Memphis, Chicago, St. Louis, Detroit, Toronto, wow. Atlanta, fucking anywhere in Ohio, hit my line. I will play, and I'll bring the fire. You know I'll light that dance floor up. This Chris can attest to that. Oh, my That's God. That's pretty much all I have. I th Chris can attest to that. Uh, just gotta, you know, um, just gotta let me know in advance. I do work a day job. I'm not cool enough to quit my day job. Uh, thank yeah. you all for tuning in to Hot Takes. I'm gonna let Skelly finish it out. But one last thing, we do have. If you look at the About section underneath, if you're on mobile or on desktop, uh, follow Skelly, follow me, and if you feel so led, uh, donate to our PayPal. Uh, it's my PayPal, loseitbonkers at hotmail.com. All donations are very much appreciated and go straight towards equipment upgrades and commissions. 
our friends. You know, we commissioned Sega Octopus, PJ Rourke, several very skilled Bianca. people in the scene, and and we we pay our friends. Uh, you know, more on that later. But but any donation goes straight back to the scene and improving hot takes. Uh, thank you so much for for tuning in and being here. Um, we love you guys, and we appreciate your help in helping grow the Hot Takes Horde. Skelly's going to finish it out tonight. Uh, okay, so first things first, Polymath Vampire, my melodic ambient soundtrack to the – oh, actually, my melodic ambient music, which I believe Electris, Electroscape, a little uh, Vaporwave review uh, people, refer to it as a soundtrack for the many moves of human thought, which is exactly correct is uh, available album. now on Business Casual on Cousette. You can purchase that. We have a lot of, have a lot of really fun collaborators on there who played a shoegazer guitar on it. I'll talk my analog synthesizers that I programmed, uh, including Donor Lens, um, Golden Living Room, Winter Quilt, uh, Lee from Hawaii 94 and Surfing, and um, uh, Tower of the Sun. And, of course, it is uh, mastered by our dear friend Angel. So check that out. Link is right there. If you so choose, you may also want to check out the Glows and Melts vinyl record by me, Skeleton Lipstick, available on Needlejuice Records in two variants, Glow in the Dark and Blood Splatter. This is a very pretty record. It is very cool. And these vinyls look so pretty with their cool little blah, blah, blah. And it's really fun and heavy and gatefold and has all kinds of fun surprises in it. Needlejuice Records, what the fuck, man? I don't know how the fuck they produce this fucking high-quality shit. This is like super hard cardboard they use for stuff. Uh, Also, we just did Terminally Chill last Thursday with Disco and Vapor, and it was a smashing success. Super fun time. Really great. But the party doesn't end there because on the 21st, in Sacramento, California, at the Golden Bear is going to be Terminally Chill Part 2, Terminally Chill NorCal. And Jeffrey, our dear friend Jefferson, has left yeah, the East buddy. Coast. He's taking a brief reprieve in Atlanta, and then he's off to the West Coast. For you know, I imagine in his uh, magic Subaru, and he will be playing Terminally Chill NorCal. Um, now, you cannot buy advanced tickets for this one the same way you could for the Damn, other one. So gonna I'm going to just put in um, – we did really fucking well with the advanced tickets, by the way. I was very shocked um, because it's a party, and it's at a venue that doesn't really depend on advanced tickets. You know, So it was an interesting thing. To, but anyway, here we go. I'll give you the Facebook event page link for that. So if you'd like to check that out, it's oh, – uh, Lux beat me to it because she Damn, beat me to everything. That's when it comes Lux to for you. Lux, my dear Amazing. old friend, you, I can never I can there. Get, get over it with this stuff. Uh, so anyway, it's going to be our dear friend, Fantacat, who runs Terminally Chill uh, NorCal and is a phenomenal DJ. If you've never seen her DJ, that that woman cycles through all the vibes in Vaporwave. You know what I mean? She'll go from the oh, future yeah. funk to the anthems, to the vapor trap, to Unreal. the kawaii based stuff, to the, all the different vibes that you can possibly think, all the different hits you can think, and all the vapor adjacent stuff too. All the stuff that maybe isn't Vaporwave, but it's stuff that all of us Vaporwave people kind of like or listen to, or whatever the vibe suits the mood. I mean, that's the thing. I refer to it as a Vaporwave scene party because it's us. It's us and our friends and all the people who love this music are involved in the scene, so it's it's going to be playing You know, whatever moves the dance for whatever we like you know what i mean we have True. complete creative control over this fucking party the scene has control over it that's a fun it's thing. worth it so make sure you check out terminally chill norcal come on um, and aside from that i have um i believe i'm doing a uh, a remix for our dear friend patch notes soon and Ooh. also a remix for be careful soon which i'm working on both Wonderful. be careful one is finished but i just 
I'm so busy lately that I keep fucking up the mix. So like mix. Damn. So like Zach, Zach is kicking it back to me, being like, "Ah, you gotta look, you gotta go over this one again." Uh, shout out Zach from Doom Trip. Uh, so uh, be Shout careful as soon as I can, like, as, now that I'm done my continuing education courses for work in terminal digital NorCal, I can, I can, I can dig through that mix and make it nice right. for you. And uh, that'll be really soon. Okay. That's good. Um, well, who does oh. it, man? Uh, yeah. we can get him on. We, I, He's that's another friend. one we're going to get on the show. He's hilarious. First of all, and yeah, yes. well, Doom Trip fucking kicks ass. So yeah, yeah Doom Trip fucking kicks ass. Absolutely. Um, I think that's enough for me for now. Uh, Very can, cool. That's good. Why don't you tell us who our next guest is going to be? Oh, next guest is going to be our, our dear buddy Aurograph is going to be on. Aurograph on Hot Takes. Aurograph. Uh, Very guess, cool. Yeah. So tune in 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific on May 23rd. That's Monday at twitch.tv slash Hot Takes Vapor for Aurograph in two weeks. And everybody, sound off for Dan Mason. Thank the good Whoop. homie for joining us tonight. And thank yourself yes. for being here on the best vaporwave talk show online if oh, i can say you. so oh, good you. night wow. everybody wow wow and that's a hot take okay, that's a hot that was Isaac. that's a hot take that, that's the... said. that was him you said yeah. other vaporwave podcasts please send direct all of that uh, all of your anger towards that one goes straight to happy to be amongst you guys love you guys but we're better all right, thanks for oh tuning in. Have, wow. <laughs> have a lovely night, Jeez, and we'll see down. you. In, oh. <laughs> we'll see you in two weeks. Enjoy this ad for the Polymath Vampire album.